Arian, the year of our Lord 2020 is upon us. Yes, it has it been is. for, well, almost half of the year right now. Um, oh boy. <laughs> Where do we start? Um, so this is episode 29 of a round of games. Oh, wow. We've been doing you... this for two years now. <laughs> wow, you kept track. Nice. Yeah, yeah I look back. Um, I'm Sam. I'm here with Darian. Hello. Uh, and this is a podcast that we tried to do every two weeks. Um, it was like, we started it around E3 time of 2018. Um, that was a bit weird because we didn't really do the bi-weekly ones at that point. Yeah. Uh, and then we had our on and off weeks throughout the rest of that year. And then obviously going into last year was very weird with you going to Cardiff and, and all that stuff. So Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, here we are. We are trying to get back on schedule. Yep, that's the plan, uh, at least. How are you doing in this middle of a pandemic world? I mean, it's pretty shit, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I mean, sucks, yeah. 2020 has pretty much felt like it's gone on for a decade. Um, these last, like, four months have felt like ten. Um, there's just... There's a lot going on in the world, a lot, oh my god, there's, there's just a lot, dude. So, yeah, um, pandemic sucks. Uh, everyone needs to wear masks, hopefully stay safe. But, yeah, I, I mean, thing is, I feel like when you're into sort of, I'm going to say gaming in general, but it doesn't have to be gaming, but we're kind of spoiled, right? Because we have stuff we can do by sitting at home. Like, yeah. it, it, I'm just going to put it bluntly. If you're, like, a nerd during this kind of, like, pandemic, you're in a situation where, obviously, shit still sucks for, uh, for everyone, but you have stuff to do. You kind of, like, there's stuff to keep productive. That doesn't mean we're not affected. Obviously, everyone's still affected by this, but it just meant we've still got stuff to do, luckily. So, yeah. It's real it, nice. like, like, in terms of that, it's still not, you know, it's not been like terrible. Like it's not like oh, everything, all my hobbies are taken away from me because they're not. They, if in fact it's been the opposite, I'm just like, I need to do them more almost. But yeah, yeah. Has there, has there ever been a day where you sit down and you're like, I just don't really want to do anything. But I have to do something. Uh, I don't want to watch anything. Or you look at all your games and you're like, I don't want to play any of these. Yeah, I've had that. I've had that um, a couple of days. I still, I still get that. Like, I've had days where I sit on my PC and I am just, like, hella productive, right? And I'm talking nice. about, like, you know, any sort of, like, streaming stuff, like planning, you know, going mad, making threads together and stuff, like, coming up with ideas or whatever, just as you do brainstorming, uh, whether it's, like, the uni work or just anything. I'm, like, crazy productive. And then I have, a, have had other days where I'll, like, sit at my desk, boot up, like, Twitter, and then go lay back down for five minutes and be like, I don't want to do anything. I'll turn on my PS4, go on YouTube for a bit, and I'm like, I don't want to watch anything either. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's yeah. it's been it's it's been a weird time, and it still is a weird time. I feel like we're at the tail end of it, but are we really? Who knows? Well, it depends if people stop going outside and doing stupid stuff, like going down Bournemouth Beach. <sighs> Jesus. Well. 
<laughs> judging what we've learned from human nature <laughs> within these last four months, we might be here a while. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people are saying just cancel 2020, but uh, I'd rather not because video games have been kind of pretty good so far and like upcoming wise, they look also look pretty good. Yeah, it's um, it's been really weird. Um, and we're going to talk about sort of... So episode 28 was 11 months ago. Um, I want to say that that's, uh, it was sort of just after E3 um, right. last year. We did an episode and then fell off in like into oblivion. Mm. Um, and uh, so it's been quite a while. We're not going to talk about everything that has happened since then. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to say... With, like, yeah, go on. I was going to say, I, I will say that there, there were like multiple, I think, reasons for that. Because I think that was around the time as well. Because we did a lot of streaming over E3 um, last year. Yeah. Um, like really like long form streaming. And we were lucky that it worked out. But it was about that point where I feel like we got hit by about 50 technical issues around that time. It was like yeah, just after um... E3. I th I'm pretty sure everything is sorted out now. We, we seem to have been doing <clears> all right in terms of yeah. uh, stuff over the past couple of weeks. And um, ever since, well, the, the charity streams that we did um, at the start of the year and uh, Extra Life in November yes. were at yours. So yeah. like that, I don't think we really had any problems. But whenever we tried to do something at mine, um, there were m many issues like blue screening and just like... Uh, well, like God knows what else, but we we seem to have nailed that down and and yeah. gotten everything sorted there. Um, and Kieran's been up and running now too. Yeah, uh, which is nice. Um, but like new news wise and stuff that we've been playing, I don't want to go right. Yeah, too far back. Um, mainly yeah. because like us being off has let me play way more things than like if I was in work five days a week. Uh, yeah. Which has been good on one hand, um, but like I st like still looking at my backlog, it's still really big. I, I like I've took out a big chunk of it, but I'm, I'm playing the same sort of games uh, again, which isn't really good to try and you know, get rid of a backlog. But here we are. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that in the second half of the show. The, the first half I want to talk about um, the this year's non E3 stuff. Yeah. Uh, that that's been going on that sort of kicked off with um i want to say the playstation 5 stuff really brought this in um like really started it off aside from xbox's non-gameplay gameplay video that they uh that, like i'm sure everybody's heard about by now mm. um they're inside xbox in uh that was may wasn't it yeah, yeah. um it was like a part of or included in this summer of gaming um, which Jeff Keighley has set up. Uh, so in, instead of like the three days of E3 conferences and, and hanging out, Worlds Uncharted has been sort of chatting online over yeah. a what seems to be four months worth of uh, spread out videos. Yeah. But um, and and we're halfway through that now with upcoming things in July and August. Uh, but yeah, June seems to be the non-E3 time of here's a ton of live streams. We're going to announce a bunch of games. A lot of them you've been yeah. 
hoping for or expecting, uh, and yeah. others like there have been a lot of indie games announced, and I feel like there's a lot of hidden gems in there. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm not gonna go through step by step because you can actually go onto the Worlds Uncharted YouTube channel and see all of our reactions to all of that stuff. Yep. Um. And we talk about a lot of the big ones, um, many of the PlayStation Five one and that uh, Hella Anime one. Um. After the fact. Uh. But I I went through them again and sort of noted down the most interesting or the ones that stood out to me the most. Like the ones that we're most interested in, really. Mm. Um, I thought it'd be cool to like go through and, and check out that in case anyone has missed them. Um, starting with the PlayStation Five event. Are you ready? Yep, sounds good. Uh, before we jump in, how have you found non E three compared to like E three? Like... I was thinking about that last night. Like it's still exhausting, but it's like mm. exhausting but spread out. Normally it's like, okay, I've got three conferences today, uh, and we were all together at that time, obviously, you know? Yeah. Um, we're all hanging out, we're all, like, drinking a Coke, watching Ubisoft, and then it's like, right, we've got two hours or whatever. We stop streaming in that time, and then we're like, okay, let's just play Overcooked or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we get back later on in the night for Sony, that sort of thing. But now it's like, okay, we've got two hours here, and then, okay, we'll be back tomorrow. But it's just like having having to schedule that every single day, like four or five days in a row, felt a bit tiresome. It, it, it's tiresome because it's kind of like, hey, especially some of the short uh, um, shows as well. Hey, let's just like go live, reactivist for like 40 minutes. And then it's kind of like, yeah, it's done for the day. So you think, oh, it's only 40 minutes. But it's kind of like, obviously, you know, prepping, set up, and then streaming and stuff. Like, you, you take out a decent amount of time, you know, to it. And it, it's, like, I personally, I'm, I like, I discussed this, I think, on the end of the um, Avengers thing. Um, or the yeah. Cyberpunk thing. I can't remember which one. But, like, I personally, like, I hate it. But I'm really, really thankful that we're still getting something, you know? Yeah. I feel like this way we're probably getting even more yeah, news yeah. than we would in, like, a regular Probably, meeting. yeah. Um, especially on the indie side. Like, um, Greg Miller had his kind of funny game showcase the past couple mm. of years. But now that's been integrated into the Guerrilla Collective, which is now uh, three streams over three days. Yeah. Uh, and that's, like, it's awesome, but on the same at the same time, it's, like, is a ton of indie games that you can't possibly keep up with and make notes of and then talk about them afterwards. Yeah. Um, it's... When I was looking back at it, I had to pause it a couple of times in order to, like, make notes of stuff. Mm. It, it's, like, it's fine. Like, I, I've always, like, loved E3. The kind of, like... And, and because you know it's E3 time, it's it's sort of, like, the Christmas kind of, like, feeling, which I always, like, love describing as, where you've got, like, the first three days... And it's like three days straight. There's just tons of content, tons of conferences, tons of like videos all happening at once. And like even the gaps in between, as you said, we can like play stuff or watch stuff. So it, it just feels like one big party. But when it's like spread out over like two months, if it just feels like there's a lot that's been lost context wise, maybe. Because like I, I'm thinking it's, of it's no different from like what it is now we've got like the live streams that we can do and then we could still technically play stuff like around it which we i guess we have done 
like just yeah. eating golf with your friends like before one of the live streams before um and like we could do something afterwards it's just like we're not all together so playing a local multiplayer game is a bit yeah and it's like we, we can do that and we probably will lead to doing that in future but again that takes planning in itself because it's kind of like all right well we've just finished that we will wrap this up now we're going to play something else but we all need to like set that up communicator well, it, there's like barriers when it comes yeah. to doing it across the internet like, like this we could technically do all year round yeah but like having the gamers christmas uh of e3 like whenever with each other for like three or four days straight like all in the same place um and just have this like let's have our gaming holiday kind of thing where we're just playing shit together yeah. uh which it's cool because you got to play metal gear rising oh, yeah oh my god man last, last that was like one of the highlights last year uh, like just like it, it's was that last year yeah no it was last year just did in one run as like, well so good. straight one four or five hours whatever that full playthrough is up on yeah YouTube. Um, that was really cool, uh, and I can't even remember what other stuff we uh, did. I finished Final Fantasy X as well. That was really cool. That's true. Yeah, that, that was off camera, but... Yeah. Uh, Played quite a lot. Yeah, that was cool, because you were pretty much right next to the end, right? Uh, I, I was still like five, six hours away total, because I think we did in two sessions. Um, right. But yeah. yeah, like it was really, really cool to finish that. We played Mario Party uh, Deluxe. Uh, no, sorry, Super Mario Party. Deluxe. Super Mario Party. Yeah, uh, that was really Hopefully fun. There's a deluxe on the end of that. Neither do I. Feels right though to say it. I'm just gonna like. No, because they had deluxe onto their like remaster games, don't they? Not, not Super. I'm sure it's just Super Mario. No, Party. I think you're right. I think it is just Super Mario Party. Why, why am I saying deluxe? Yeah. Yeah, Mario, you're right. Mario Party Eight is an amazing game. Yeah, we. I'm pretty sure we played that. We we played like yeah. quite a few things, and we watched a lot of things as well. I think probably YouTube stuff. Mm. I miss the times where we can all get together and watch a film. It's been a while since we've done that. Yeah, and true. Like, that's been really good to like get you through a film backlog of stuff like Aquaman and yeah, Aqu Aquaman was like really good, really really yeah. good. I'm up to date on DC stuff now, and like Birds of Prey is really good. You need to watch it. Yeah, yeah, I do. Stupid MKVs. Um, So, PlayStation 5. Um, yes. Let's actually get onto this then, I suppose. Um, we're not going to talk about every single game. But here are the standout points for me. By the way, there's a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. Mainly because I don't want to talk about GTA. So, well. <laughs> uh, something that was like uh, the headline of a lot of confusion is the, uh, the Spider-Man Miles Morales game. Um, yeah. I said everything from this point, which is like near the start of the stream, um, was said to be shown on PlayStation 5 uh, hardware. Um, and they, they started it with Spider-Man Miles Morales coming holiday 2020. Um, there was like some weird confusion, like with someone saying, oh no, yeah, it's an expansion. And like basically a remaster of the first game is coming to PS5 as well, which we haven't heard anything of since. Yeah. Um, other than the fact that Miles Morales is supposed to be a standalone game, which is uh, like akin to uh, the Uncharted Lost Legacy game, right? Like and ten it, or fifteen hours. Yeah, it, it was really confusing because they shown it and everyone was like, "Okay, this is like new game, right?" 
That's what everyone thought. Yeah. It, it was like basically oh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. 2, yeah. And then someone came out afterward and said, nah, this is DLC. And you're like, uh, an expansion. And everyone's like, what? That's not true. That sucks, you know? And then they came out and was like, no, it is a brand new game, but it's similar to like Lost Legacy. And now everyone again is like, oh, okay, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. That makes sense. So... Yeah, because yeah. I mean, so if they're doing the same, if they're using the same city, but like putting snow over it, saying it's like a year later or something from uh, the first game, uh, having that smaller, not, not calling it to make sense. Like if they were focusing on like a Spider-Man 2 for PS5, um, you would be going back to Peter Parker mm-hmm. then. Uh, but like, I think this is, this is a good move for them. To have it out at like the PlayStation Five launch, yeah. Um, especially considering like how well received Miles was in like Spy- Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, I-, I can agree with uh, that. Having him as like a main character, which kind of plays the same, I I would think would be kind of cool. Yeah, I think it um, totally makes sense for him to do it, and I think that's going to bring like a lot of hype anyway. Before, um. That wasn't all Insomniac had, though. They showed off a new Ratchet and Clank game. Hell yeah, they did. I can't actually remember the subtitle. I remember the subtitle of it though. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Damn it. Okay. Which I guess is like a play on Rip to Fart or something. Like a farting. Joke. They. I mean. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Trying to figure that out because that, that's that's the thing they do with their titles, you know. Yeah, I mean, up your ass on one, all that. Uh, Rift what apart. did they? What did they call it in the UK though? They've been a lot tamer over here. Yeah, because in America, two was called um, Going Commando, but over here it was called Locked and Loaded. Sure. I can't remember number three. Yeah. Um, so this showed off... This was probably one of the most impressive, maybe the most impressive game that we actually saw um, in the show because of the loading times that Sony have been, like, sort of bigging uh, up on the PlayStation 5. Uh, the fact that it can go through a portal and then come out the other side, like, after just a couple of seconds and you're in, like, a new world, like, on a new planet... And that seems to be a major part of the gameplay. Um, they did that like five or six different times as they, they sort of world skipped yeah. um, on this like on-rail sequence, but I assume it's going to come into play. It, it really shows that like if you're fast traveling in a game, it's going to be quick. Yeah, it's going to load pretty, pretty really fast. Yeah, it looks... That game is an open world, so I still need to see it in an open world game. But we'll get to that later. Mm. Um, something at the end of this trailer was that there was a ratchet. Uh, show up a lady. Oh, oh, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. the actual name of her yet. But Clank no, we gets don't. Separated from from Ratchet and appears on some planet, which looks like uh, what's his name? The Nefarious. Yeah, Doctor Nefarious. It's like he's basically one. It looks like he's a ruler of the, yeah, of the world. Yeah, he's kind of like, Yo, Ratchet, we messed up. And then this chick comes down and she's like, what? Who? <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, um, yeah, I think, 
I can't remember how the remake because what do we do do we know when this is set? I'd assume it was like straight after the remake, right? I'm not sure. They said because they, they had all set those after the future games. Like... Yeah, I don't think this is part of that. Like that kind of finished with back in time. Yeah, and yeah. Then they had the Q Force one for all the Nexus into the Nexus, like as separate games. They they were in. There's no Ratchet timeline really, like not anymore. Yeah, it, it's um, kind of weird. You've got like the original trilogy, um, then like Gladiator is just in the mix somewhere. Um, oh, yeah. Then they went into like, the yeah, PS3 era, which was all the future games and stuff. And then yeah, the tools of destruction and that. But... Yeah, and then it was like, like they f- they followed on, but it's never they're not like connected. Yeah, as such. Yeah, yes, yeah, weird. Like, but... the, the the remake was more of a reimagining of the first game. Yes. Um, and this just seems to be here's a new Ratchet game. Um, like then probably not going to call back to anything. Right, it's just like a brand new thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, they can do that. Um, A lot of the uh, worlds that they did hop through uh, were recognisable, like the Quest for Booty map. Yeah. Skull Island kind of thing, and the the pirate ships and stuff. Um, A lot of the, like, grinding down the rails in the, like, it looked like the Tulsa Destruction City. Yeah, I thought that as well. Um, And then there was one where they said, where are we? It's like, I haven't got, like, I have no idea. Mm. That looked a lot like Haven City from Jack and Daxter. I've read, like, cause obviously I wouldn't know. I've not played that, like, uh, series. But that, I've read that. A lot of people seem to be thinking that's like that. And that would be really cool if they do. Like, it it makes sense um, because of the, like, interdimensional hopping around. Yeah, yeah. Uh so that would be cool, and like it would be a pretty neat way to bring Jack and Daxter back. Yeah. Why? Why not chuck a slime? I mean, it... I was gonna say why not chuck oh, a sly world like in as well. I feel like that um, was like the trilogy of like, mm, let's call it Trinity. It PlayStation Two platformers. Yeah, let's call it Trinity. It was like Sly, Jack, and Ratchet. They've always been kind of like yeah. the figureheads of like fun cartoony platformers. For the PS2, yeah. so it'd be really cool to have them all interlinked like that. But it, or it'd be cool if like Ratchet gets separated from Clank and Jack gets separated from Daxter. And Hell yeah! Oh wait, mm. Ratchet and Daxter didn't that happen? Wasn't there a game called like Sony Heroes? PlayStation Move Heroes. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Know, it's, it's it's not the same vein. That's that has like Sly Cooper and like a bunch of those mascot, cutie mascot platformer characters in it. Um, it was trash. It does I not. Think. It was on PS3. Because it um, is like exactly that as well. It's like those six characters. But sure, but like yeah, that doesn't yeah. look great at all. This is. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that. Uh, they, they showed off a little bit of gameplay afterwards. That was cool. Uh, showed off some of the the portal, like how they will affect gameplay. Um, but it was basically you jumping forward real quick. Yeah, yeah. Or grap- as if you were grappling a ledge, but without the like traversal animation. But, you were more pulling the world towards you. Yeah, but visually it looked really good. 
and like the combat in general like it was just so like there was a lot going on in this uh, on the screen at the same time like i've described it like 10 times as dynamic and i'm doing it again because it was dynamic there was stuff going on everywhere and it, it just looked great really really cool yeah, they showed off a couple of new weapons, like that one that made plants grow everywhere, <laughs> yeah. including on the enemies, and it kind of like stopped them in their tracks. Um, that looked really nice, because like, if, if there's one thing i found over the past couple of weeks, is like foliage has come a long way. And like, yeah. we'll talk about some of the games later on, like, plants and grass on the floor looks really good. I'm a fan of grass, like... Let's not let's not do the four twenty joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I'll take but, that out of context, or do whatever. But yeah, I I agree. I think foliage in general is like it looks really good now. Yeah, if if you watch some of our reaction stuff, I I point out it's like, yo, look at that grass, <laughs> like a couple of times. Uh, but yeah, it it looked really cool. Um. So next on my list is Kana, Bridge of Spirits, uh, which, yo, look at that grass. This is all set in a forest. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. By a, a couple of uh, brothers who have background in animation, and it, like, definitely shows. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Uh, this is their first game, but, like, they worked on this awesome Majora's Mask fan film from, like, or five years ago. Oh. Um, and they've also done like a bunch of Coca-Cola adverts in China and like a few other sort of That's like animated so cool. um, stuff. Uh, but this is their like first actual game. It's also coming to PS4 and PC, um, which is kind of a bummer because I hope the, the version we saw is PS5 and the PS4 version not to poo-poo on it, but I want it to look worse than that because I don't want that to be holding it like the five version. Right. Back. Yes, I know what um, you mean. Because damn, it looked really good. Yep, it did. It really, really did. And that, when you're speaking of foliage, one of my favorite parts of that entire like, in fact, yeah, the entire like show that they um did was when he was doing that trailer um when like all the grass was like grayed out. And then it was like they beat an enemy, and then everything like filled in full of life and color, and it just looked impressive. It looked amazing. Yes. Um, someone said it was like Okami, like bringing life back to the world. Right. Okay. Which kind of makes yeah, sense. makes sense. Um, next up is a game that you might be quite interested in, uh, but we're very confused as to um. Well, the, the the gameplay for Ghostwire Tokyo was in first person. Oh hell yeah! So he did not see that coming. Yeah, I was like, I was in already. Like the second I heard the word spooky, I was in. Like, I yeah. <laughs> no matter what. But after like seeing that first kind of concept trailer, I was like, yeah, this is like evil within as hell. This is like twisted. This looks awesome. And then we actually saw kind of gameplay and we actually saw like what it actually is in this first person. And now I'm even more excited because it's like, it's stylish as hell. It's spooky, but it's stylish. It's weird. Like it looks great. I don't think it's, I mean, I can't think of like a horror game or like a psychological horror game, at least that has like exciting combat like this or like stylistic combat like this. So this seems no, like it could be really in cool. First person, 
like the 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 variety of spells that you were using on on guys because you seem to be some sort of sorcerer wizard type thing yeah um trying to probably exercising these two ghosts and specters that are coming at you throughout it but yep. um yeah it looked really cool coming out in 2021 yeah. uh which is like that's not year, too so... bad yeah yeah like next year feels really close uh, which is a good thing, I suppose. But I mean, I feel torn because we're technically halfway through the year, right? Yeah. Um, at the minute, but it's like July on I, Wednesday, I hear twenty twenty one, and all I can think of is, um, oh, okay, cool, we're nearly at twenty twenty one already. What the heck? But then I also think how long this year has been so far, and I'm like, maybe twenty twenty one is going to oh, feel feels like, a like life. five years. Yeah, seriously. It's it's been such a but yeah, I guarantee you when we get to kind of like say the holidays this year, we'll say 2020 in the grand scheme of things has gone quick. Oh yeah. I mean it's it's like that every time. It's like, "Whoa, Christmas is like 3 weeks away." What? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, 2021 in a lockdown when Christmas comes around and no one can visit their families. That's so... Santa would have such a hard time. He socially distances. He just, like, leans over the chimney and just he drops it down. He had to send all the elves home. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Kids ain't getting toys this year. <laughs> They're behind on the schedule. <laughs> they just you know what I the think... Of... Oh, the... What? On. No, you go I was going to say, they just... Yeah, I was just saying, they're working from home, that was fine. Oh, yeah, making toys in their little factories in the yeah, yeah, exactly, tree or whatever elves live in. Um, you know what I think of when I think 2021? Uh, Hitman what? 3. Oh, okay, because okay. come January 2021, which is the earliest time, oh, right, yeah, um, Hitman 3 is coming. They didn't show much in the PlayStation 5 thing, but they did have their own live stream, which I put some notes down for. In here, and Damien's just left me, and uh, now he is back. All right. Wait, oh, that's yeah, yes, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Um, the so Hitman Three. They announced uh, one location, Dubai, so far, which is the first of yes. six. Um, in their live stream, they said that you can import all of Hitman One and Two maps over to Three. Um. Basically, Hitman wow. 2 will be, like, upgraded to be PS5 compatible, and, like, you'll just have, like, you'll import all of those, including your progress as well. Like, any any progress you make in Hitman 2 now, uh, and on the legacy maps from the first game, will carry over, and that'll mean there's, like, 20, or just over 20 maps for Hitman 3 when it comes out in January. Like, you can That's play the entire insane. story... Yeah, it, like that's how you should do one of those games. Yeah, like, I'll be uh, picking up Hitman Three then if I get the entire thing and like actually and play through it. So it's not episodic, so it'll be like the Hitman Two, where everything comes out in one go. In January, you'll get like the full experience. Um, there. What else did they say? Um, yeah, like the entire thing's coming out, and it's the end of their like trilogy. Yeah, Hitman Three is like this story will be done then. Um, that's really cool. I mean, that's 
the perfect if you haven't played it that's the perfect time to like pick up one of these games now well the not one of yeah. pick up hitman 3 and like play through it and that's that's what i'm gonna do at least because the like my only experience has been the um elusive targets that we've done yeah that's true I, like when you've been over here you've done a couple of a couple of missions haven't you yeah um, I, well, that's true like dan dan made a couple as well and really you like did those mm. but yeah the elusive targets and whatever stuff you watched me do yeah, is, uh, is pretty much your only experience in that. But in terms of like the story, which does ramp up, like, uh, in Hitman Two, because um, in Hitman One it felt kind of non-existent. Right. The story, but two, like you can see where it's going, and like, like, like there's, they put out a clear main villain. Right. Okay. It's, that's cool. Like, it's like okay, that's the bad guy. Here's what's going down. And then in three, we'll see where it goes. Mm. Um, so yeah, Dubai is the first location. It's like you're on top of one of those super tall buildings in Dubai. You can get on the roof, which is kind of awesome. That's cool. Um, as Well, they said in the build as of right now, you can get on the roof, like which is where he's standing in one of those promo pictures. Right. Uh, that could change, but I kind of hope it doesn't because I really want to see Hitman like throw someone off of that. Yeah. I mean, um, it's per- the perfect setup. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like if you owned Hitman 1 and you bought Hitman 2, you could download all the previous maps free. Um, or you, I think you could buy them for some amount of price. I mean, if you mm. just buy Hitman 1, then I guess you get access to that. Yeah. Uh, so you'll probably have to pay for all of those maps. If you bought 3, I don't know how much it will be. But also, I think... I think Hitman One has been um, PlayStation Plus. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I own it. And because the prologue of Hitman Two was available for free, like the first mission or the first world in that is free, you could download that and then get the legacy maps for free because you had like a license for the first game. Yeah, that makes sense. You start making progress on them. That's pretty cool. There's a weird thing with like licensing or whatever, but yeah, uh, yeah. Pretty looking forward to that because. Games are incredible. Yeah. Um, we finally found out what Bluepoint are working on. Oh hell yeah, that's really exciting as well, especially because of what I'm currently playing at the yeah, minute. The, the master, the masters of remasters, um, are back after doing an incredible job on Shadow of the Colossus with uh, what seems to be a very beautiful looking version of Demon's Souls. Yeah. I've gone back to have a look at gameplay and screenshots of that game. And it's, you can tell it's like the first of like, you know, that build up of things. But looking back at it, it's pretty rough. It's, well, it, it's rough for its time, I should say. Like, it's oh, a, the PS3 version. It's not whole, it's yeah. hard to play now, you know? So to like see some comparison screenshots, they, really build it up it it looks it's incredible yeah they've shown off new screenshots every well, like every week since it's like oh here's three new demon soul screenshots and it looks incredible yeah it really does um so that's cool it's probably a really good because i mean it is basically the starting point of modern souls games yeah pretty much um 
people really like those Dark Souls games, and people really like Bloodborne. Yeah, Demon Souls has like a huge place in some people's hearts. Yeah, it's um, it's the place I wanted to uh, start, but the game is rare to find physically. It's yeah, they also they did take tough. the servers offline as well. Yeah, it's uh, which now it kind of makes sense because they're putting it back out again. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty tough to play now. Um, so it's really nice that they're doing it. So now everyone can kind of like experience it. Dark Souls is remastered as well. So it's it's just like if as soon as this comes out, if you want to jump into the Souls series, it's going to be like a really nice kind of way to do it. Yeah, or if you're like new to the PlayStation ecosystem, then maybe just get Demon Souls when it comes out. Yeah. And at some point, we didn't even get a year, so that could be like 2022, 2023 maybe. Oh, that's maybe. true. That's, that's true. Um, we did hear not long before the show started that like the rumors were that Bluepoint were working on Demon Souls, which, hey, it came true. Yeah. Um, but also a PlayStation 5 update for Bloodborne. Um, and I that, feel like. That makes more sense than like anything. If Elden Ring comes out, like. But maybe like we'll get Bloodborne PS5 update next year, and then we'll have yeah. Elden Ring, and then we'll have Demon Souls like, yearly. Oh, something like do that, you, possibly. Do you that think makes the most sense to me? Do you think Demon Souls will be out after Elden Ring? It's either that or the other way around. Mm, I think so too. I think it like I'd say Elden Ring is like years and years away though. I feel. I guess, yeah, we have already seen way more of Demon's Souls remake than yeah. Elden Ring at the moment. So, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, speaking of 2021 and spooky things, yep, uh, we've got Village Resident Evil. Hell yeah, we do. Fully playable in VR. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, so, um... I'm excited. I, I won't, my first playthrough won't be in VR for sure. But I will play it in VR because I want to play all the seven. Will it VR. take you like? Will it take you eighteen months to finish? Um, no, I will play it in like a, a day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it looks like really, really, really good. Um, it's it's interesting though. Um, considering how successful seven was. And that kind of like setting, the switch to first person again, um, and not again, the switch to first person. Um, it really set itself up for kind of like, you know, this hype for a new game. And it's the path it's taken is like really, I don't know, to go from like that house and like the creepy Baker family and stuff to this new weird castle esque villagey setting with werewolves Village. and ghosts and oh, i don't know yeah as, as a long time resident evil fan how does it make you feel that they're going less biohazard and more supernatural um it it doesn't bother me at all like i i love it like have ghosts shown up i mean ever in the series the, so one of my favorite things about Re yeah yeah technically and well i wouldn't a ghost who's more like visions and stuff but like in in resi 7 part of it i loved so much was some of the supernatural stuff like just the creepy sort of like because right at the beginning of seven mia she's like fine 
and then it's all, she's like possessed and running at you and literally like stabbing you in the face and then she's fine again it's like that like weird possession type thing it's like it's borderline supernatural oh um yeah but to go fully supernatural now and like you know ghosts and werewolves and stuff like yeah as a fan of the series i think it's fine it's actually quite nice that they're doing something like different like resident evil doesn't have to be zombies and stay zombies you know and we saw an umbrella logo in that trailer like i'm interested how umbrella is tied in with this that is my one actual thing i'd like them to do because I'd say Seven had, like, a, a little bit of ties to, like, Umbrella, you know? It was, like, a little bit. I would really like them to lean more into that. Like, make it so 8 fits in the Resident Evil universe a little bit better, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, okay. I guess they're kind of doing that with, like, Chris Redfield showing up and just, like, murdering Mia, I guess. Yeah, so the other thing that connects um, this game to previous ones, other than like Umbrella, is that Chris yeah. Redfield is back with yep. yet another new redesign. Yeah. And um, yeah, you should, you should go check out that trailer if you have any interest in Resident Evil. Um, because yeah, he's kind of like messing with Ethan's life. Yeah. In a way that seems to be hard to come back from. My hypothesis is that that's clearly not Chris, not not the Chris Redfield that we know. You know? Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you like either that, or considering all the like weird stuff that's going on. The only way I can see it being like justifiable is uh, if the ending of Seven didn't end as we seem like. Even though you mean we... the DLC from Seven? No, no, no. I mean the actual game itself. Okay. Uh, like it, I don't actually spoil Seven, like the ending of it. Although I guess yeah, I know it's been three years, but if people were playing it for the first time just before eight, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, I, I won't. But yeah, I guess I'll just like summarize it. Like I, I have a feeling maybe the end of Seven didn't happen as we think it actually did. So maybe there's like a, a reason behind Chris doing that. If not, then yeah, I agree with you. That's probably not Chris or he's possessed, maybe. What um, mm. um you think Zoe's gonna be back? Uh no, I don't. No. Oh. Okay. Um... No, I, I, I don't. I, I don't think she'll be back. Uh mm, no, no. I, I'm trying to think okay. how the DLC ended. And I can't remember. What's the DLC called? End uh, of Zoe, wasn't it? End of Zoe. That doesn't bode well for her. She, she ain't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> that really doesn't bode well for Zoe. Um, yeah. They closed out the show with a new Horizon game. Horizon Forbidden West. Um coming next year they have since announced um along with the them saying it has near instant loading which that's if we look at ratchet and clank that was that was near instant so yeah. if it's that level um when you're fast traveling from one side to the other i really can't wait for next gen 
Yeah, it's going to be someone who spent so a lot of time fast traveling around uh, recently. Um, yeah, that it, game looked really cool, especially on some games. Like I'm thinking of like Final Fantasy 15, like where I'd like fast travel somewhere. I would literally like put my controller down and be like, "Okay, toilet break," you know. <laughs> like there was like 15's weird because I drove everywhere. Yeah, so did I. Did you get XP and AP for it? So I set it to auto and it just went. Yeah, so to be fair, so um, did I. But the odd times were like... But the initial load into that game is kind of insane. Yeah, so it's it's so long. It's a really big load. I, I did some tests and like that was... I think... Uh, oh, I can't remember. I did send them to Kieran because he was like... He asked me about 15's load time. I sent him what the load times on Assassin's Creed Odyssey were... Um, and it was like a minute and a half in order to get to like the main menu. And it was like almost two minutes to get into the world. And 15 was slightly longer, but it was rough. Um, but yeah, so new instant loading on that. That's cool. It looked very good. It's set in the well, the West Coast, obviously Forbidden West. Um, you see the San Francisco Bridge. Yes. Uh, the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, and there's talk of like where where another area is in the game and i looked at a map of like the, the west side of the united states and it seems to cover quite a lot so it could be a very big game world i mean it having all those different biomes was so cool yeah that was something we, we realized in there it's like hey this is like a desert mm. um here's a jungle which I guess you don't really get in the first game, like, sandy beaches and stuff. It's just like, here's a forest, but there's still snow around. Right. I didn't I didn't pay too much of it, which is why I, I re-downloaded it on my PS4. Yeah, that's something I need to play. I need to finish it. I put in, like, 10 hours or so, but I'm going to start again because I have to. Um, yeah, no, it makes sense when and... it's been, like, that amount of time. Um, if you haven't put like tons in, then yeah, starting again is okay. Yeah. Uh, so I've got until well, we don't know when, but I've got until next year to play that. Uh, All yeah, these new t like really sequels and titles coming out, it instantly puts you on a timer. <laughs> yeah, but then the game comes out and you're like, well, I haven't done the last one, so I'm not gonna play this, and then you get bummed out. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. That is the story of my life. <laughs> you got Horizon and uh, Spider-Man to do. Yes, and I the one game of others, but the, the yeah, but the one game they could have they could have announced God of War two, they didn't. <laughs> that's the one. The that one yeah, that's the one I could have been like, yeah, I'm ready for this. I'm actually like, I'm set. God damn it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and then finally, they showed off uh, the actual hardware, which I, to be fair, I didn't think we would see at this. Yeah, um, I didn't either. Showed actually, two, two versions of the console, two versions of the gigantic console. Yeah, it's really it's big. A large boy uh, with a disc version and a digital version. The digital version looks super cool when it's standing up. Mm. The disc one has like a little bulge down the bottom. Yeah, and not like a good one either. Yeah, it, it, uh, 
I feel like, don't get me wrong, like, on its own, it looks, like, really, really good. It doesn't look out of place. It looks, like, super fine. It still looks really slick when it's like that. But when you compare them and they're both next to each other, then it does look like the one with the disk drive has a bad case of the mumps. Because it's, yes. like... Yeah, it reminds me That's the best way to describe it. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, but that's only when they're next to each other. But I agree with you in terms of the disk sure. drive looks really good when it's like laid down. I think it looks better that way. When it's laid way. down, the disk drive is on the bottom. Yeah. But both of them require a stand, whether they're standing up. Well, standing up, maybe not as much. But if you don't want it to tip over, probably use one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on its side, there's a stand in order to raise it up off of the floor. So there's like a gap below it. Um, yeah. And both, both of them need that. And like, it's asymmetrical when it's laying down, which is kind of a bummer for the diskless one. But the one with the disk drive, it looks like it's hanging down. Yeah. Now I think, like, when we first saw it, it looked a bit odd. But now I, it's sort of grown on me and it's, it doesn't look too bad. Mm. Just finding a place that has good ventilation to put it, because yep. it is very tall. Find Very a place long. to put it in general. Like, it's yeah, it's, like, it's a big boy. I thought, I thought the Series X looked like a big giant rectangle. Oh, uh, absolutely. It appears yeah. to be taller than it. Yeah, I thought the um, new Xbox was literally just a chonker. Like, I thought, yeah. I thought it was a big boy, but the PS5 is a big, big boy. Like, I get it because vents and it needs good venting to. Like, get all of its anger out, you know? Oh, um, oh it's anger. <laughs> nice. I, I would take a console the size of my wardrobe if it was silent. Like... Oh. Yeah. Uh, some of the stuff we'll talk about later that I've been playing um, definitely makes my PS4... Um, like, I have the fan on because we've had, like, a heatwave the past couple of weeks... And I've had the fan on full pelt, and I can still hear the PS4 over it. So uh, it got rough. Yeah, it's it's uh, my really my launch annoying. PS4 Pro has been going on almost four years now. It's getting it's getting there. Yep, uh, I'm I'm still the um, same. I'm just like I feel like every time I go to play something on it, I have to like kneel down and pray. Just like, come on, we can get through this together. There's like. Just a few more months. Just hold on out, <laughs> please. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to get a PS5. You know? Yeah. Uh, but... Which is cool because it's backwards compatible. And most of my games are digital. Uh, on the other hand, if there is any chance of a PS1, 2, or 3 emulation or whatever the hell they do, coming to the PlayStation 5, then I'm going to need that disk drive, and that kind of bummed me out. Like I'm yep. going to need this for backwards compatible stuff. I've got a couple of games on disk that, like, I can use for PS4 backwards compatibility. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, most of my stuff is digital, and I was so ready to just go in on that digital version. Um, yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, i got a lot of PS3 discs that I just wouldn't be able to play otherwise. Yeah, you know that's that's that is like the problem of the, like the digital versus like physical stuff. I definitely 
Um, I, I mean, I'm always going to go physical as long as like consoles keep making physical editions. I'll always like want it, but I do like concede there is like a certain convenience to it for sure. I mean, all my PS5 games are going to buy digital anyway. I don't care about that. Ooh, I wonder what the boxes are going to look like for the. Probably the same as the PS4. You ones. think? I want a yeah. different color. I want. Blue is the current branding, isn't it? They eventually changed the PS3 games over to that when the PS4 came out yeah. as well. Um, so maybe they'll keep the white and blue look that they've got for like the console. Yeah, I mean, like, Nintendo swapped like white and from... Kind of... Nintendo changed every generation. They went from white to blue to red. Yeah. Switch branding's really good. My X Xbox is just green. What was before the Wii? The GameCube. They, GameCube. So that's that's purple. Purple, yeah. Oh wait, no, yeah. the game cases were black. They were, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Except yeah. for the Wind Waker, which was gold. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably like one or two. Yeah, Nintendo I mean, like, like the branding changed it up. around the Yeah, well. no, I, I totally get what you mean. Like yeah. As much as I would yeah, like, like the, a difference. The switch cases are clear, though. Why are they the switch red? cases are clear. Only Mario, I think. Only Mario Odyssey was red. Wait, no, 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 no. The, the spines are all red. Oh, the spines? Yeah, I'm on about, like, the actual plastic on it. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. I, I guess I'm taking it, like, the entire thing as a whole. Like, when they're in, on your shelf, like, what colour are they going to be? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, the the PS4 and the Xbox One have been similar to the Wii U in, like, they're weird. Some of them just have, like, straight text on it. Others have, like, the actual game logo. Yeah, them. yeah, that, that, I think that's just gonna... Yeah, it's gonna be, like, inconsistent like that. I think I feel like we'll never escape that. PlayStation will probably have the black and white look to the PS5. Yeah, I, I'm thinking black and white. to be sticking with that. And I think Xbox will stick with green. Yeah, they kind of have to at this point, don't they? Yeah. Cool. Um, so that was Sony. They had a really good show. Yeah, yeah, um, it was really enjoyable. Like that that happened watch. on June 11th. Um, it's Microsoft's turn now, and they need to, like, really step it up, because that was, like, an excellent showcase of, like, here's a blowout of PS5 stuff. We're going to show you games. We're going to show you a lot of games with gameplay yeah. and um, his first party and then some others. Uh, Microsoft had that horrible show before where we saw pretty much nothing. Um, and their showcase in July is where they're going to be talking about um, their first party stuff, um, including Halo. And uh, yep. I don't know too much else. Maybe Hellblade will be there. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting no because I, I feel like this show was okay, but like there was no gameplay. There was like or barely any gameplay. It just what everyone wanted to see, I feel like no one saw, and then what everyone wanted to see from Sony, they did see. Um yeah. we're like five months away from these consoles being out. 
um, and we've seen basically nothing from Microsoft now. Yeah, which is concerning. Um, yeah, but also quite exciting because like it means everything we see is going to be new. Yeah, on them. that's the stuff we've already seen nice from Halo Infinite is like nothing. It's like a cutscene and a trailer from ages ago. There's no way that's um, coming out this year, right? Halo Infinite is coming out this year. Yeah, they said. They I said know, that last, but is last it? E3. I mean, is yeah, it? why not? <laughs> I, I, we didn't that's, see that's, Spider-Man, that's, and that's coming out. True, I guess. I, it just feels bizarre that we haven't seen anything, you know? Yeah, just, I mean, because they've said this showcase is going to be in July, that's when you're going to see a bunch of stuff from us. And now we're just waiting until that point. I guess, yeah. We'll give them benefit of the doubt. And, like, ho- hopefully it'll be, like, really, really exciting. Nintendo can tweet out Hey, a new Paper Mario is coming in like four weeks, by the way, and then it comes out. You know, like Microsoft yeah, can wait as true. long as they want. That is true. It, say the X is out, or the Series X is out in two weeks with Halo and all this stuff. You're going to buy it anyway. But the weird thing about Microsoft is like all of their games work on a Xbox One as well. Do you think they'll hold it back? I'm afraid that it will, which is kind of a bummer. I mean, yeah. optimized for X means the 120 frames, 4K ray tracing, whatever stuff. It's like, because they're basically PC games, right? You're playing Halo on a Series X and you're playing it at max settings. Yeah. You're on a bog-ass Xbox One, you're playing it on low with ray tracing turned off. And some other stuff, but you're like, don't have the option to turn it on. You know? I just hope it doesn't like make developers kind of like look at it and be like, well, this needs to work on both. We could really push the boundaries, but we can't, otherwise, it won't work. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to cut back. I think they, they can push the boundaries, though. It's just a different, you know, you're just getting a lesser version if you're playing it on the previous generation. Yeah. Obviously, the Xbox One X will be the closest version you can get to it. It might run at like a closer to 60 frames um, than an S or a regular Xbox One. But if you just want to play it the best it possibly can be, either play it on a PC or play it on a Series X. Yeah. I'm really interested to see what backwards compatibility stuff they've got. I'm saying that like selected titles that used to run at 30 frames are now running at 60 and 60 to 120. Like, what kind of wizardry are you using in order to yeah. play like possibly Call of Duty at 120 frames? How are you doing that? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> but I really want to see it. And like, if I can play I don't know, Prince of Persia 2008 in like super high frame rate at a really Good looking with fake HDR or whatever they do. Yeah. Um, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it'd be really cool. Um, do you keep going or do you want to take a break? Um, I'm all right. Cool. Okay. So, since that was PlayStation, uh, we're probably not going to spend as much time on these other ones. I just want to like point out. Yeah, we could just say they were like really cool. Yeah. Um, Kicking it off with Gorilla Collective. I put day one and two close uh, next to each other. 
even though um, the PC Gaming Show was after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, time, whatever. Um, so XO1 was a flying sort of disc uh, yep. ball momentum type game. Um, or like Journey, you were like turning into a ball and flying down ro- uh, ramps. Yeah. Um, I played it. There's, there was a demo on Steam during the uh, Steam Game Fest. Um, and it's neat, but you can't stay a disc in the air for too long. You like time out and turn back into a ball again. Right, okay. Um, and basically all you're doing is like using the trigger or using the uh, analog stick to move, trigger to turn into a ball. Uh, or Yeah, and then um, you get an extra, you can double jump basically. Right, okay. Um, as well to like get a little bit more distance before um, it's easier to find a ramp. Um, the sort of prologue in it is weird. There's like some weird space, um, like astronauts going into space and something or other. But it, it's weird because you end up on like an alien planet, although you are just a ball. I don't really yeah, know what's I mean, going on. It's, uh, yeah. It was weird. Um, and yeah, it felt there's a certain weight to the ball where, like, if you're, ro- if you, you're rolling down a, a hill. You need to like let go to turn back into a disc at like the right time in order to fling yourself off the other side. Um, but everything you saw in that trailer, you is like really easy to do, like doing the uh, going around like tubes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As a as a ball to get more speed coming out the other end, it's uh, it felt it felt really satisfying. Okay, that's good to hear. Um, Roki. Is coming out July twenty third. It's a straight up adventure game. Um, is that one in the snowy forest? Oh, I remember. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That the that was that was weird. It was cool, but I I thought it was like more of a platformer. You're yeah, like yeah, yeah. Control. Um, I I played that as well. There's like I didn't realize how adventure game it was until um. I combined it, I combined items in my inventory, and right. I was like, "Oh, it's like this kind of game," uh, and that was pretty good. It's like got like trolls and some other yeah. sort of mythical creatures in it. Uh, the the demo is very short, but it gives you a good idea of what's to come, um, and it's out very soon. So, I don't think the problem is, is like a lot of the demos I played aren't available anymore because they were part of that Steam. Uh, game fest mm. thing, uh, but there was like nine hundred demos on at that point. I did not play them all. Um, something I didn't play was a Juggler's Tale, like that string puppet. Oh uh, yeah, you were, like, I playing that. a puppet and it had strings attached to you. Yeah, and, like, and they created puzzles around, around it. Yeah, like you used uh, like you couldn't walk under a ledge because your strings got caught. Yeah. Um, but uh, that looked really neat. Like all, all we've got to go on is that trailer. It seemed like a cool little puzzle platformer, kind of like Inside. With a yeah, it looked like one of those it. type of games. Um, I really want to check that out. I don't know when it's out or how much it will be. Um, yeah, that, that seemed kind of cool. Uh, a game called Lake. Do you remember what this is? Just Lake. No, Lake. I can't. Everyone got way too excited about this for some reason. 
Um, you play as some sort of postal service person, Death Stranding style. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pissed. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, it's like a little village surrounding a lake, uh, and you're like some postal delivery person, um, popping off packages and doing something. I don't know whether yeah. there's gonna take like a weird twist and become like some. It'll be yeah, but um. Yeah, you just kind of seem to... Yeah, you deliver, deliver packages, stuff. yeah. Um, I wanted to point that out because, like, you should listen to Kieran's reaction. No, no, I, 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 I can remember. Time. I think I make a joke about it. I think I remember um, it was like it showed someone delivering something. I think I remember Kiki's reaction was just like, Oh, man! <laughs> I was just like, he's delivering <laughs> stuff, <would> dude. Deliver... <laughs> Play Paperboy if you want, like... <laughs> Play Death Stranding. I don't oh, God. Yeah, um, I remember. Then we'll talk about it a bit more later, but there was a, a new yeah, new game? Yeah, I think so, from a company called New Blood, which uh, seemed very Devolver Digital, um, called Ultra Kill. It was very old-school, super-fast, um, stylish-looking first-person shooter. Uh, the URL for that game is devilmayquake.com. Oh, I remember that. Um, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. And, uh, yeah, let me just... Uh, during the PC gaming show, they had a, a bit where they talked about a bunch of their games. Um, you should go check out that New Blood uh, section. Or, like, talking about all of their, their games. It was actually really good. Mm. Um, uh, a new game from Mike Bithell and his fellas over at uh, the studio he has is called Bithell Games. Mm. Um, called Fights in Tight Spaces. Um, right, yeah. The theme that we noticed was there's a lot of card slash deck building games. Oh, absolutely, uh, yeah. Which I'm fine with, but this one looked very Metal Gear Acid, crossed with like super hot visual. So, like, style. Yeah, this was my like thing. Um, whilst there were definitely, um, especially over like the three days of like various indie stuff, um, yeah, there was there's like tons of like deck builders, right, and stuff. But this is when it gets like interesting when one stands out, and this one definitely yeah. did, like stylistically and like how it plays. I feel like everyone saw him was like, yo, well, if they knew, you know, if they're familiar with Metal Gear Acid, they were like, yeah, this is Metal Gear Acid. You know, and like it does look really cool, and like, yeah, it seems pretty neat. Yeah, so Mike Bethel put out another game uh, a few years back called Volume, which is basically a shit ton of Metal Gear Solid VR missions. Um, I don't know if you remember that. I feel so. I feel like it's impossible for me to remember it because all I can think of is Dreams VR missions. Like I can't now. <laughs> it's that. Yeah, I, I can't think more. of VR missions without Dreams now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so like, down to the way that the worlds or the levels loaded in, it was like VR missions from Metal Gear, mm. um, and this seems to be like his take on their take on Metal Gear Acid, which is like you build a deck, you get your like turns down the bottom, and then you can use a card to either move two spaces or attack someone, but they have like specific actions, yeah. like. Um, move up to two spaces one way or like 
slide past someone, so you're basically swapping the, uh, swapping squares or positions. Um, slam someone into a wall, push them back, and so like you get like a couple of turns per round. Um, and you see the turn order that like the bad guys around you are gonna um, like take. Yeah. So, like you can see who's gonna go first, second, third. So if someone's gonna move forward, but someone is shooting at you. You can like swap paces with someone so they walk into the other guy's line of sight. Right. Um, I played that the the like tutorial bit. Um, it gives you like the first couple of uh, levels to go in, and um, I'm really worried about how difficult it will be. Like what right. sort of replayability you have? Uh, like, can I grind out new cards if I replay a level? Right, okay, or yeah. Is it like roguelike where I'm just going to get screwed towards the end if I picked the wrong cards or something like okay, that? Okay, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, I'm not sure when that's coming out. I think it's this year, um, but I've added it to my wish list. Rad um, looks super cool. Yeah. Someone else I added to my wish list was a game called Gestalt, Steam and Cinder, Yeah. Which I played for about 10 minutes, um, which was not enough time remember much about this i remember main character looks super great that was a redhead woman right and it was like, yeah, it was like sort of steampunky punky yeah steampunky westerny as well yeah, is it not i think those overlap yeah something like steampunk. that i think people but, know yeah that, that that game looks really cool like really really from what we saw i, I remember seeing it and it was just like yo okay yeah this is like this has stuff to it. This looks like something I really want to play. So yeah, I guess... From the trailer, it was very Symphony of the Night. Like mm. that kind of... Yes, yeah. Look. I'm pretty sure she had a backdash, or at least something that had like shadows behind her um, as she dashed. Yeah. So it reminded me of Alucard. Um, I played it, I skipped as much dialogue as I could because we were going to go live with a, a another stream. Right. And I wanted to try and get it in before um, it was the the final day of these demos being up, right? Like, okay. Which they would have changed at six p.m. for us, and we were watching a stream at five, so I wouldn't have been able to play it. Hmm. I was like flying through all as many demos as I could, um, and this is the one I finished on. I managed to get out of the town or out of the like building you were in, on as far as I could to one side. Didn't get to any enemies, and then I had to close it. And I'm kind of bummed out, because it looked really good. I did shoot the gun, and that felt fine. <laughs> but yeah, like well, it. that works out. <laughs> but I added it to my wish list. It looks fantastic. Um, I'm interested to see more. Hopefully there's, like, another demo. It's really weird having these... Like, them put the effort in to make these demos, but then have them timed. You know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Ti I never like timed demos. <laughs> Like maybe they'll put these demos back out when the games launch. Yeah. So we might be able to try that again later this year when I, I'm pretty sure that game is out. Mm. Um, Haven. Yeah, Maven. The only note I have is does not start with an M. Damn it. <laughs> so I played this for about an hour or so. Um, a... This was one of the uh, the, the timed demos, uh, which gave you a real large chunk of like, the game to, to mess around with. Yeah. Um, pretty much everything you saw in those trailers is what you played. 
Um, you're there repairing your ship, which has crashed onto this planet. You play both of the characters. Um, it's not like Brothers, where we thought one stick would control one person and one stick controls the other. You press down on the D-pad to switch between the two. It doesn't right. matter who you're playing as. Yeah, that makes um, sense. But yeah, you're you're flying around, you're hovering, you're like flying over this red, dusty, whatever, goo on the floor to like clean it up. Um, uh, and as you do that, it drains your like flow, which is like the blue blue energy. And if you saw right. those like rails that they look like they were grinding on, that recharges yeah, yeah. it. Um, so you also need that in order to like power up your ship. And there's like. Not crafting, but like you use ingredients to cook in the ship. Um, yeah, and that—that's pretty much all I did. But like, there were a lot of terminals in there. I assume once you repaired stuff, you get to do more st things. Like, because right. there was like an equipment screen, um, so you would probably get better stats in like battle. It doesn't yeah, need to yeah. be in some sort of RPG. Um. The fights are active-based. I don't think they're, they're turn-based. Um, right, you hold okay. the button down, like the D-pad controls uh, K, the guy, and then the uh, the face buttons control you, the woman. It's um, you both have the same attacks. You have to like attack the monsters, and then when they're down, you press a button to purify them, and right. then you're like curing the animals, I guess. Okay. Because uh, they've all been infected by this like weird. Entity or whatever it is. Um, what I find great is that, like, you mute the microphone to adjust your chair, which is really squeaky, but there's a noise when you mute it. Well, it's it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess you it would be. It to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My chair is so squeaky, man. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. Um, the soundtrack on it is so good. It's definitely, I'm, I'm like, Sayonara Wild Hearts and Grease is like going to be something that I buy on vinyl. Nice. Uh, hopefully, limited run. If it's not coming out physical, they'll probably do a physical yeah, version I, I of it. Yeah, I think so. I think it, um, that seems like one of the games that will. I feel like that's like, the just. Um, yeah. I was gonna say. I feel like that's the magic of like indie games. I feel like you know the really special ones like this. I feel like yeah. you you just you feel it. It's it's weird. It's, you watch a trailer. And then it kind of sinks in and you see a little bit more on it and you kind of feel like, yeah, th th this is one of the ones that's like special, you know? And I feel like that's yeah, like I... Wild Hearts and stuff. Yeah, with Sayonara Wild Hearts and, and Greece, I can see this. Like, because it made me think of those when I was listening to the soundtrack and just like the tone of the game. Mm. It reminded me of those. I'm really excited about it because those two... I really like those two games. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely one to watch. Uh, I have added it to my wish list. But I guess we'll see what if it comes out on console. I don't think they've mm. actually said. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Nice. Uh, Metal Hell Slinger is a Doom cross Crypt of the Necrodancer. Oh, yeah. And over the course of the weekend, we saw so much footage of this game. I would like to say not too much footage of the game, but too much footage of the game without music. I think. It was music, right? Or do you mean like not war game? It was for like, no, no, it was like the, 
10 15 minute developer talk where there was like no music so you just see gameplay so it's oh. kind of like we were sitting there watching it and it was kind of like because there's no music there's like stuff going on in the background and you're just like you want it's weird because they stop talking now and then and then put the music on me like oh my god when is music this game seems so cool but yeah. when it's not music it's it's like really sad yeah there is like an actual trailer out for it and like a um a gameplay video which shows off basically like the an entire stage without any commentary over it that's really cool like you should check that out um but yeah it's it's not a rhythm game, but you're shooting in time with this ticker in the middle of the screen to like yeah. build up a score. Um, and it seems it looks like it plays well. And if you like heavy metal music, I guess you know, check that out. Yeah, because some of those some of the bands that you noticed were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it, it feels like I agree with you. It's, it's not like a rhythm game as such, but I feel like if you play to the rhythm, you get rewarded for it. Which is like a really cool kind of like concept. Yeah, it's like cool hey, if it was something more than just a score. Yeah, I mean, it probably gives you more damage, maybe. That's true. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing. Know. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to see. But, but Troy Baker is the main character. He's like the demon you play as. That was cool. Yep. Um, and Jennifer Hale is like the some other voice in it. Um, and then finally on day one is uh, Hideo Kojima, please unblock my number. Oh, yeah. That. Uh, a game called Just Die Already. That was so weird, but dude. I played this, and like it was one of the few demos that I quit on, as opposed to finished the demo on. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know whether that's because it was a sandbox and like I didn't really have like an objective. Right. To. Um, but it's very goat simulator in you've got this world, everything ragdolls. Yeah. Um, you can kind of go and explore and find stuff. It's like a big open world, but you're like segmented to this, this smaller area. Right. Um, I got electrocuted and like my arm fell off. And because you play that old guy from the trailer, um, if you jump into like a ceiling fan, you'll kind of ragdoll off. And like, okay. I, I was eventually like just a torso. With like blood splurting out of it as I was rolling around, um, I got like in-game achievements of like getting run over by a car and okay. some other bits. Very, very uh, good simulator like, then. And I was I had my fill pretty early on, and I was like, well, that's that. Um, I don't know, man. It. I feel like that was such a weird presentation, but I mean, I get what they were going for, but I feel like they played way too hard into it, maybe. But hey. Yeah, it's one of those type of games. Hopefully, like people like it though. I because know, yeah, I mean, I, all, I mean, even with like Gold Simulator, right? Cool. Yeah, even with like Gold Simulator, that that game has like an audience and like a decent fan base, you know. Yeah. So those type of games, like you know, there, there is like a market for them, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um... Anyway, uh, so Evans Remains is uh, is that Fez-like platformer. It, it reminded us of Fez because there was sort of like ruins which had some oh, text I remember. on it. Yeah. Um, it's it's actually out now and it's like a fiver. It's just over five pounds. Oh, okay, um, that's cool. 
that that's kind of cool. Uh, I might I'm thinking about grabbing that because mm. it looked really neat. I don't know how long it is, um, but it's it's a puzzle platformer which looks really nice. Um, check out the trailer for that. It seemed seemed interesting. Yeah, like there's a mystique about the story. Yeah, which could go places. Um, a game called Speed Limit. Yeah, it, like oh yeah, I know that it's one. It's between lots of different perspectives. Yeah, reminiscent of old games. Um, there was like a Spy Hunter one, and then the camera went behind the bike by like a road rash, and then you were on top of a train like Rolling Thunder and yeah, like that that sort of stuff. Um, it looked really cool. Um, I don't know if it will like how many times it does it doing a level or if there's much more to it yeah or whether there's like 20 levels of that i mean um, maybe it looked like we only saw footage from like the the first level um or the second level or something like that um but i don't actually think the game is out yet either so we'll see where it goes yeah i mean uh, uh yeah, sorry. I'm just like disconnecting for some weird reason. So but, I ignored I ignored you that time, but if you want to bring it up, that's fine. Uh, I mean, the Discord noises will come up and stuff. I've got them muted. It doesn't come up on the. Oh well, that's my bad. Sorry, Sarah, yeah. stream. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the the like, it'd be interesting if like there's more to it. If like after all, like as you progress further into game, maybe there's more perspectives. Like yeah. more references to like old games, that'd be really cool. Yeah, they showed off an awful lot in that, um, in that video. So I don't know what, like, what other ones there would even be. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, right, Star Renegades. Do you remember what this one is? It's like a hella anime intro. Uh, this woman in like a suit. She had a mech uh, with a sword and half of like a necklace thing. I she don't... was like sent in a pod by her mum and it like flew off and then she went into this building. Um, Star Renegades it's called. Um, and then like this other woman was connected to this big machine and then the necklace dropped down and it was like the other half and she was like <gasps> and then she started crying and then she was like really angry and then she was like we're gonna fight and then she was like basically Doctor Octopus. I feel like I missed this somehow. <laughs> Maybe. Um, it's all, like, the actual game is pixel art. Um, yeah. And I, th I think, I didn't quite get on the battle system what it was like. Mm. Um, it looked like it was on a grid and it could be turn-based, maybe. Um, but, like, the look of everything <clears throat> seemed really cool. Uh, and that's definitely one that, like, I want to check out more of. Um, yeah, like... Yeah, anime intro was really cool. I just looked at, like, a GIF and, like, that looks so cool. Yeah, I'm not sure what the gameplay is like. Yeah, yeah, same. Okay. But... Okay, yeah. That seems really cool. Mm. I don't yeah. remember it, though. Maybe I missed that one. Yeah. Okay. Um... Why did you send me this GIF? I know what it looks like. 
Yeah, but it's cool, man. Okay, alright. Someone getting lasered. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Um, Midnight Host is a hide-and-seek type game. Oh, yeah. Maybe like Prop Hunt? Yeah, it, it I don't know whether it's similar to that. I don't but... know whether it's like PvP or whether it's like co-op, you finding AI. Um, uh, I, I'd assume it's ghosts. like PvP. It's probably like 4v1. Like yeah. wandering um, house and stuff. But there, yeah. There's an alpha coming in July. Uh so that's cool. Yep. Um Th those those games are like I'd like to check that out. Uh, Prop Hunt is so much fun because of how stupid it is. It's yeah. it's just you becoming an object and then hiding and seeing people run past you is just like such a silly feeling. You just get giddy watching them trying oh, to find yeah. you. It's it's really funny. Yeah, in the trailer it showed like Someone walking up to a chair and then like zapping it and then a ghost like running away. Yeah. Um I, I didn't get the sense of like whether it was like a human player on. Oh right, yeah, okay. I, I see what you're saying now. So rather than it being like prop hunt like that was a human player hiding, it's more of a just it could like just be like Luigi's mansion. Yeah, there are ghosts hiding yeah. around the house in these objects. Track them down. Yeah. It seems weird sense. if they didn't put the multiplayer mode into it. Yeah. We'll have to see awesome. on that one. Um, another game that I have played uh, just before we started um, was Calico, which is a cat. Uh, oh, that one. Is it the... Something. The... It's the, the one with the cat mounts and the uh, wobbly cats. Is it... Was that the one with the... the... Cat hat. What's it called? Is it a... Decorate, you know... I want to say spray paint, but that's not the term. Watercolor? Thank you. Watercolor, yeah. Look to it, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that one. So you start off with a cat in front of you, and you press X to pick it up, and then press B to put it on your head. Um, you're holding it in your arms. You can, like, hold one of the bumpers to... Or press one of the bumpers to switch it facing you or facing away. Okay. And if you hold the other bumper around, you can use the sticks to rotate and move the cat. And you can kind of... It was interesting. Okay. Um, there was a raccoon. <laughs> you, you press left on the D-pad to equip a laser pen. Oh, And then a bunch right, of them yeah. were like, jumping up at the wall. That makes that sense. I was aiming it at. And then I, uh, I switched like a, a ball on a string. And there were loads of them rolling around on the floor. And I picked one up and put it on my head and ran out of the house. Um, and then I got on that big cat and then started... Riding off into the distance somewhere. Okay. It was, it was interesting. I don't really know what you do. That it. that was my perspective. Like I saw the game, I was like, this is really like cute and stuff. But what do you do? What is this I game? Think, yeah. Uh, so I talked to some woman who was standing outside the house. Um, I skipped most of her dialogue, but it's basically like you go into the house and you have to decorate it. You press Y to go into some sort of edit mode. Um, and you turn into like a square glowing, a glowing square, and you place like furniture and okay. stuff down. Um, but at that point, I grabbed a cat and put it on my head and ran off. Right, yeah. So uh, I, I wasn't really paying attention. I didn't have that long to, to check it out, really. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the demo is still on Steam now. I highly suggest you go and check it out because it is. Um, it's an experience. Yeah, it seems good. Like, should be. Should be tried out, you know? Yeah. Um, C-A-L-I-C-O. 
There was a squirrel survival uh, surveillance game called Nuts, uh, which is an acronym for something. I um, I wanted to point this out because like it seems like the entire point is to place cameras around and keep an eye on squirrels. Yes, I remember that. I really did not like the art style of it. Playing the entire the nuts. Play yeah, it was. I feel like playing an entire game with like color filters like that, whilst I understand it, it's just not for me. It just night vision. It I don't know, I just like I don't know. But yeah, you I guess you uh have a camera, see what those damn squirrels are up to. Yeah, like what what why? Is there like a mystery to be solved or something? Maybe you're gonna find Bigfoot. maybe this happened Are they gonna be plotting something? Yeah, maybe this happened in real life. Maybe someone was just like, you know what? What do squirrels do? And they found something and made a game about it. Maybe like based based on a true story. Yeah. The real Blair Witch project. Maybe they end up like you follow them and like you go into a cave and there's just like five hundred squirrels worshipping like a nut. Maybe. A sacred nut. Oh. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, ambition. A minuet in power. They, uh, they described this as a roguelite visual novel. Oh, I remember that. Coming out for yeah. all this year. It's cool. It's like aristocrat family. Like you play as this oh, yeah. lady... The roguelite elements are really strange. Like, they sh they showed her standing, getting ready to go into a guillotine, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, so I guess, like, you can fail at whatever visual novel thing you're doing. But, like, finding romance or something. But then... But then, like, if you fail it, you go... You start again with maybe knowledge of what to do, or... But it's not just a visual You must unlock novel. something. Right? Yeah, like, roguelite... You must do something else in, in like, terms of game. Dying game. must give you something. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, as I in, like... I don't think I got what it was. Yeah, rather than just knowledge. Maybe, like, you collect items and stuff, and, like, maybe... I don't know, maybe it could be something as simple as, like, you collect money halfway through, and then um, when you die, you lose, like, 10% of it, but then on your second playthrough, you've got enough money to take this guy out on the date instead I don't know what perspective yeah. it is like are people taking you out on I don't I don't know I'm not sure it's just that the concept of it was interesting yeah um the art style actually looked pretty good too yeah uh so I I I want to know more about it but I don't think it's a game that I would necessarily mm. play yeah same um I know a game that you might enjoy me. One that there is a demo of, and one that I have checked out. Oh. It's called Pull Stay. It's coming out next year. It's Japanese... Um... What's Remember it called? Pull, Pull Stay. Stay. Hang on. So from what I played, it appears <laughs> to be some sort of wave-based... Um... Not survival game, but like wave-based thing. You're protecting this uh, otaku. Let's call him. Yeah. Um, 
as like salary men and some other guys try to invade his bedroom um you play some like weird robot uh i didn't play it for that long because it was one of the ones i did this morning um and uh it really goes places you level up and unlock new abilities i unlocked like a, a dragon uppercut uh <laughs> oh. a lightsaber as well this game it's looks the so one where silly you, like, yeah like you watch watch the trailer for it it's kind of insane yeah it's like um i remember um the trailer started and i think kiki was like oh duh we we'll love this and then 10 seconds of the trailer i was like i think everyone will love this <laughs> what is this game yeah um yeah go, go look go look that up it's yeah it's something definitely um and then finally, for the Gorilla Collective, is um, Summer in Mara. Mara's an island, uh, one of 20 in some sort of open world, ocean, like Wind Waker style, uh, slash farming, slash fishing type game. Oh, it's, yes. Uh, oh, the cool the, thing about... Sorry, go on. Introduction. What was you going to say? All right. No, you you go on, you go on. The uh, the intro was, or the the most of the trailer was animated, like not anime, but more like Saturday morning cartoon kind yeah. of yeah. Uh, look to it, and it was like incredible, like really well done. Yeah, it was. Um, it's actually out now, and it's fifteen percent off on Steam. It's like sixteen fifty seven. On Steam, um, there were loads of different backpacks you can get, like little turtles. That's what I was going to bring up. It was like every single time they like cut to a new uh, yeah. like scene or environment, she had a different backpack on, and it was like so good. Yeah. Um, so there's a demo out. I played that earlier. It's the prologue to the game. Um, you start off, you're uh, a little kid, um, and some like uh, some. Not old lady, but she's some weird fish monster thing. Okay. Um, has taken you in to her house, and you basically do some farming chores. You like cut down a tree to get a uh, a log, and then you you turn that into an axe, and then or you turn that into like a a fishing rod, and you do some fishing. All right. Yeah. Uh, the fi the fishing in it is actually all white. Um, like you press a button when this circle meets this inner circle, it like shrinks. And then think like Tony Hawk's grinding on a rail. You know, you got like the meter that yeah. moves. Um, but if you were like another meter and you had to keep in line with it, okay. you have to do that, that as sense. this like bar, this time goes down. Um, and then you catch a fish. Um, it's like harvest moon in that you're using a hoe to dig up carrots and cabbages. And then you plant them and then you get a bucket of water and you pour water over them and do the same thing for like planting new trees and you know you're doing that cycle of getting yeah. fruit and wood from trees and uh, so you're doing that because there is like crafting but it's very light crafting that's good it's like hey here's what you can make here's what you need and how many you've got um so it doesn't seem overbearing in that mm. way um but it's just like super chill in like a really good way um and i might get it yeah, no, it it did seem like super cute, just super chill, just like 
uh, uh, just a fun time. Yeah, like the the boat stuff itself looks like the Wind Waker, but like only in terms of traveling to different islands. Mm. Um, but definitely go check out that that trailer played at the end of the prologue, and where it shows you like the different islands, the different characters you meet. Um, there seems to be some sort of trading system, like you might be trading things from people to people to like obviously help them. Yeah. Uh, in whatever they're doing, or like making making friends around the world, basically, uh, and there is some sort of mystic, mystical thing uh, around the world too. There's like a, a door on the island that you're not allowed to open. But in terms of so it's the island becoming well, <laughs> we know what's on that door. I, well, we'll talk about Kindermas later. Um, Okay. It's it's super cool. Like watch that watch that trailer. Yeah, the really awesome. You see the animation on it. It looks really cool. Mm. Um. So PC gaming show, Torchlight Three early access out now. Uh, that kind of came out of nowhere. That was cool. Yeah, people will adore that happening. People yeah, love Torchlight. Sounds like it's. Sounds like it's like those other games. Yeah. Uh, which, um, good or bad, take it as you will. But... Yeah, it's it's more to- torchlight. If you're into it, then like, yeah, you're going to be super hyped about it. Yeah, I don't know if it's changed that much in the years that it's. Uh, you know, we haven't had one of these games, or we haven't had a torchlight game. It doesn't yeah. seem to have evolved as much as it sh- could have done, maybe. Um, also out now, not in early access, uh, is Persona 4 Golden on Steam. With English oh, yeah. and Japanese VO, 4K visuals, and 60 frames uh, per second. If it's my PC really cool. wasn't potato, I might think about it. I mean, you should be able to run it. It's still technically a PS4 game. Uh, you don't need to run it at 4K, because you can't. <laughs> But, you underestimate uh, my PC. <laughs> no, you overestimate my PC. Yeah. Um, it's like sixteen pound, so yeah, new box. Pretty cool. Really cool. Um, game called Airborne Kingdom. Like, sort of like a mortal engines looking flying machines. Uh, you look, oh, they yeah. look like they were giant cityscapes or something, but like also airships. Yeah, that seemed. Some of them looked. They were designed in a way that it looked like a person designed them. Yes. You might be able to custom build them yourself. I, I think that is just what the game is, I think. Just keep building on your ship, and then over time you get to kind of, like, make it and build it how you like, I guess. Yeah. Um, neat, but we didn't really see much in terms of gameplay. We just saw them fly over mm. maps. Uh, the see what else comes out of that. Uh, Godfall. This was also at the PlayStation Five event. Yes. Uh, it had a trailer there that wasn't great. It didn't show off too much. Uh, but this one actually showed sections that weren't that didn't involve action, which I think helped it out a lot. Yeah. And it also had like one of the developers or somebody talking over it, explaining a hell of a lot more. 
uh, about the game than like anything we'd seen before and it was something that it definitely needed yeah for sure like i was definitely after the ps um the sorry the playstation one i like i don't know i i was really just unmotivated when it came to godfall i like i went out but i was like oh okay i'm a little bit disappointed by this um and then they showed it again at the pc gaming show and i was like oh okay actually this game looks really good this game's like the, the combat actually looks this game looks really really fun to play to me now and like there's the more information i got of it i was like okay yeah this looks like a good game like i'm really really glad to have this like different trailer and i'm really glad it happened so soon as well so it weren't just like i was over time just forgetting about godfall and then i was just like eh, i didn't care it was nice that it was like shortly after playstation event you know yeah so that was cool yeah so i hope to see more of like non i know combat's obviously going to be like a big part of that game but i want to see like more of the world yeah same we're gonna spend if we're gonna spend a lot of time in that i want to see like where our time is going to be used you know yeah um shout out to carto which is short for cartographer uh where you're basically like moving pieces of of a map around and like you've got this grid this like square grid and you can pick up parts and then rotate it and then place it into different positions to like make new people appear on this island or whatever um it made me think of like dark cloud where you're setting down people's houses and they say i want to be opposite the windmill and then you place their house opposite a windmill sort of thing and it'll make that person happy i don't think it's going to go that far into detail but like maybe if you place something in a specific spot it will make something else appear like a well or whatever yeah. Um, that looked really cool. That's up on Steam, not out, but I think it's there. You can see like GIFs of it in motion, and um, seems kind of cool. Yeah, it, it looked pretty neat. Um, I like the idea of like being able to pick up part of the world, putting it down somewhere, and then like that use sorry using that to kind of like explore might be really cool. Um, yeah. But yeah. Seems cool. Uh, something I I don't follow many like game specific Twitter accounts, um, but like Tunic is one of them. That like Zelda like a fox game. Yeah. Um, and there's this other one I'm following, which is like a sort of stealth action game. Um, but like I immediately followed the Twitter account for Potionomics, because they kept posting gifs of like the main character. Um, it's you, you sort of like a it's a simulator of you running a potion shop. Oh, that was the game um, that had like five hundred things going on, didn't it? Yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on on screen, but I think after watching it again, like the trailer mm. a couple of times, um, I think I understand what is what it is now, uh, and I think the best way to describe it is um, so it is it's a deck building game. Mm. Um, there were like cards at the bottom of it with like different actions on it. Um, and I think you're negotiating, you're, you're selling potions to people. Um, you're like negotiating with them. Right. Um, and I thought of the fights in the insult sword fighting in the Monkey Island stuff. Okay. So like, you know where you 
you say something to someone and you or, or someone says something to you and you don't have the re response for yes. them you fail and you go and use that insult against somebody else and then they give you the correct response back yeah it's like that with your with the people you're shopping with or the people who are shopping at your store like um there was one one of the cards that they used was like exhale or something. It like calmed their temperament down. But if they right. didn't have that card, which I think they got from somebody else, yeah, okay, um, they like got angry at whatever this person was, and then they didn't. They like stormed out of the shop or something. I think yeah. it's like that. Um, which if it isn't, that sounds kind of like a neat idea for a game. But um, that's the best way. Like I can like think of yeah it makes sense like like you're getting actions or you're getting cards from other people which will help you sell like either raise the cost of something or like uh, do better in another yeah. sale sort of thing but you're also like managing this this shop of like adding new inventory and uh, that sort of thing but the animations on it look really cool yeah um and yeah ch check out their twitter they're doing like a bunch of like little gifts and stuff. For it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, a game called Shadow of Doubt. Um, it looked like Thief crossed with Deus Ex, kind of like an old school PS One game. It was a uh, it was someone like going into a, a vent and dropping down into someone's apartment. And there was like a guy dead on the floor with like his all pixel art, pixel art. Um. Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay. It looks it looks really neat, but I didn't really know like they were hacking someone's computer and like printing it off and it came out in this like weird little blocky bit of paper. And yeah, like, pinning it onto some sort of uh mood board thing. Okay, yeah, this looked really cool, like looking under doors and I was like yeah, there's like a minute. Yeah, this yeah, looks it cool. definitely has a look to it. Yeah, detective stealth game. Um, yeah, that looks cool. Um, again, like you'd have to play it to find out more, but yeah, it the pixelated look was really cool. Stylistically, it's like really interesting. Yeah. Um, Chris Tales now has an actual release date of November seventeenth. With them saying a uh, next gen version is also coming uh, at some Good point. Good for them. I feel like that game's uh, yeah. long time coming now. Still looks awesome. Still turn-based RPG. Um, I played it. I did the prologue of it, and um, it's it plays as good as it looks. Yeah. Really. <laughs> like. Uh, yeah, that demo is also available all year round. So, like, go check that out if you like any kind of JRPGs or anything that looks incredibly well hand-drawn um you do think because you can jump to the past or the future at any point like and all of they're always visible like you have this split on your screen where the present is in the middle where you're playing you're moving around the world and like the left side is the past and the right side is the future but as you like s scroll the screen you can see like if like there's a a shop that's all like um broken and like uninhabited uh, but you walk into 
have it visible in the present and see someone there, like you talk to them and you'll say like you know what happened to their shop, so you say like, oh, there's some like what happening in your shop, you need to like sort this out, and they might go, oh, okay, thanks, and they reinforce their shop with uh, like a different material, and then it changes the future. Right, that's cool. Or like uh, one of the main missions in it is like you needed this thing from a tree. The tree takes like 10 years to grow. So you send something to the past, plant the tree, and then it's there in the present. You you pick up what you needed and then like... So making that as like, sorry, um, using the past, present, future for puzzle elements is really cool. Yeah. Um, and then the combat is like straight turn-based RPG. Yeah. Where like if you use water on someone, they will become like. Well, the time mechanics also affect battles as well. So if you go into the past and then make someone wet and then go into the present, their armor becomes rusted and that makes them like vulnerable to stuff. Nice. That sort okay. Of thing. Cool. There's a lot of depth um, to it, and that seems awesome. Yeah. Or if you like set someone on fire and then go into the future, they'll just take hella fire damage and just like die. Right, yeah. So it's really cool. Um, so like, I don't know how many spells or items and stuff there'll be, but like, with the time jumping in mid battle, uh, there could be some real cool combinations mm. you can do. So we'll, we'll see how how that goes. Um, yeah, that's. I realized that that is out two days before Cyberpunk, and that kind of bums me out. I did not realize that before. Damn. And, uh, crap. Well, so there we go. There's always going to be some form of, uh, clashing. Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, I really want to check that out. It's coming out on everything, I think. Uh, I don't know how next gen version affects it or if there's going to be some sort of free upgrade or if i buy it on ps4 am i going to be screwed Mm. uh that's something that hasn't been made super clear but we'll get to the the other games later on the individual i I feel like that's stuff not to worry about though right because like we'll find out by release right yeah but then like do i just not buy it on ps4 but buy a ps5 version Something like that, I don't know how it's going to affect it, really. Yeah. But the games we'll talk about later... Yeah. Are a bit, well, I mean, that's fine, because that's been announced as, like, free upgrades. I don't know. Um, speaking of Uninspired, uh, New World from Amazon Games. Uh, oh, yeah. That thing. I um, say, like, for an MMO... Visually, it didn't look bad. No, it looked fine. But for a game, it looked incredibly brown and dull looking. It it just looked like everything else. It, it had no character. It had... There was nothing about that game. Actually, no, I can't say nothing. I think towards the end of the trailer, it, like there was something. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, this looks cool. But other than that, the trailer overall was just like... Like... It just felt like low effort, low effort money grabber, maybe to even say, which I don't but know. It's Amazon. 
You don't need a money grabber. But that's what I mean. Like, so why not dump like a lot of money and spend time and maybe maybe they did. Yeah. Maybe this is just what they ended up coming out with. Um, but it did like for twenty twenty kind of showing. It did not look great. Yeah, I'm not sure if the game is actually out. Well, the, so they've already had a closed alpha, and they are taking feedback to heart. Right. Because um, in that closed alpha, it used to be like open world PvP. Like you could go out in the world, be doing missions or whatever, and then some dude could roll up on you and like kill you. Oh, okay. Like anybody, you could just kill, like fight anyone in the world. Um, and people did not seem to like that, so they changed it. Yeah. Now it's like you leave the city and you're safe. Every other MMO, I guess. Yeah. Um, unless prompted. Uh, so, like, they are changing things to keep people happy. That's good so to hear. Maybe, maybe it's just the places that we've seen so far just look like that. Maybe. Like, maybe there is, like, a really nice seaside well, city uh, that looks all cool and whatever. I mean, there's always room for, like, improvement anyway. But, I mean, yeah. so it's an MMO, isn't it? I feel like that's just such a hard genre of game to like jump into because i feel like i feel like there's only like a few that people want to play it i feel like it just needs to be great and if it's not then you're setting yourself up for not a great time because i mean at the minute, I feel like the only ones I ever hear anyone talking about is Final Fantasy and WoW. I guess PSO. Much. PSO oh, now. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, and I'll give benefit of the doubt to um, Terra. I don't hear like... anyone talking about that. But, but this is mm, true. I mean, you've got stuff like Black Desert Online and stuff, and it's just like everyone was hyped about the character creator for that. But then the world and MMO didn't seem to be... Oh, that's... Sorry. Maybe no one's actually playing the game. They're just, like, playing that character creator. Yeah. I mean, I downloaded it just to make make a character. Didn't work on my PC, though. Uh... <laughs> of course it didn't. Oh, wow. Of course it didn't. Um, but, sorry, I didn't mean Terra. I meant Elder Scrolls. I was trying to think of the other one. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, in terms of Final Fantasy fourteen and Elder Scrolls Online, it shows that you can have, like, a launch that is a complete dumpster fire, Absolutely. but then bounce back, yep. and it become, like, the biggest games in the world. Yeah. So, hey, maybe New World, like, I mean, like, Destiny and Division 2 and all this other stuff, yep. uh, like, New World could launch and be a complete mess, and they could fix it. Yeah. Like, Anthem, hopefully. Like, they could make it incredible. Yep. Like... We're still waiting on There's that always one, a chance. But yeah. And you would think with a company like Amazon, if something goes wrong, they don't just shut them down. They, like, pour money into it and make it good. Yeah, they have the resources to, like, kind of take a step back and go, well, okay, let's just improve on this until we get it right. Yeah. Um, Alicia Day came out and showed off uh, the Amulet of Chaos. Or like fantasy style turn based strategy RPG, sort of like XCOM, yeah, Mario and Rabbids, or whatever. There's yeah. like you saw, uh, I think there was like half cover and full cover, that sort of thing in it. Um, 
but like with a D and D aesthetic to it. Like yeah, it was a, a party with like a, um, a barbarian and a little dwarf and like that that sort of style. Um, yeah, it seemed neat. Like fully voiced, so yeah. Uh, if it's not too difficult, like I could see me checking that out. Yeah, it, it looked pretty cool. Um, I remember not too much of it because I think I was lost in conversation talking about the guild during that yeah. segment. Yeah, Kieran brought that up as soon as he saw Felicia Day, and then you basically missed all that trailer. Yeah, I, I was just like, oh, yeah, the guild was great, actually. I remember watching, and literally, I was just like, oh, wait, the trailer, what, what happened? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, from what I remember, it, it looks cute. I think it'll be cool. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I got Red Sails, which is uh, a Wind Waker, but on like clouds. Um, like you're, you're in this little rowboat. Uh, or sailboat, um, but you're sailing through a sea of clouds. Um, oh, much else yeah, shown for it. Uh, there wasn't. I did look for a demo during the Steam thing, but there wasn't one, which kind of sucks. Right. Um, also, that's not last uh, because the Outlast Trials was also at the PC Game Show. Uh, 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 2021, okay. set during the Cold War. Um, it is co-op. What does that mean? It means like you're all trying to survive and get out of this place because there's like experiments been done on people on you. Is it a co-op horror game or is it a Dead by Daylight game? Co-op like horror game. There's not like a person. It's not one v five that sort of thing. Oh, I went back and rewatched it, and it doesn't sound like it's. Oh, it's, like, so, so you think it's like a people. fully fledged? Co-op horror like game. If Outlast was multiplayer, yeah. If Outlast had other people in it, yeah. Now yeah, that more like sounds that. incredible. That sounds yeah. really fun. Like, mm. I feel like, ho- like horror games in general, having someone do it with you. Because when I think of Until Dawn and Until Dawn's success, uh, the stories I always read. Um, when people say about loving until dawn is always based on they played it with their friends sometimes they literally controlled one character each and stuff like they played it as a group and they like went through that story together so i feel like experiencing a fully fledged horror game with like a group of you sounds really fun like really fun if it's done well it could be the next big thing honestly because that's not really been done, I would say, right? I don't think so, no. So, that, like, I feel like if this is successful, we might see, like, Amnesia with co-op, um, Layers of Fear with co-op, like, s- screw it, Slenderman with co-op, why not? That, that, that keeps coming back every now and then. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, for, for the horror genre, um, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see something new like this. So, fingers crossed. Hopefully, it'll be good. Yeah, those Outlast games seems to do pretty well, right? Uh, finished the first one. That was first one was really good. Super spooky. Um, mm. went from like this insane asylum, creepy thing. Towards the end, it turned like supernatural. Um, 
yeah, it was okay, but it was pretty scary. I enjoyed my time. I haven't played Outlast 2, but I know that went more cult and religion. Um, right, okay. Kind of like horror type thing. So. Oh, Dead Space. Is that? I've not played Dead Space. Is that like cult? Dead Space is like super religion towards the end of that game. Really? Praising and praying to a monolith. I thought it was just fucking aliens, dude. Not fucking aliens. Like, I yeah, I thought it was just uh, aliens. Yeah. Uh, your boy Nathan Drake and uh, Elena. Oh yeah. Hosted a uh, a future game show. Where they announced a few things. Um, Dustborn they uh, had a sort of Borderlands style look to it, very comic book style. Um, like they showed a bunch of characters in in a bus as it was like driving down the road, and it looked like the intro to Borderlands One. Right. Um, and like they showed off very little gameplay of like someone walking up to a door, rotating the camera, and then like that was it. Or, like, another one was them basically force-pushing a bunch of guys. Okay. And that's all we've seen. So I don't really know how it plays. Um, but it's, like, it has the text boxes of, like, is a description in a comic book as it happens. And then, like, oh, you've got, like, the... Uh, like, like what 13 does, the uh, that game that's coming out again soon. Right. Um, where it, like, has text boxes on screen or, like, the... Um, Weird to describe. It's very comic book style. Yeah, uh, that's a fair way. It seems neat. Yeah, I. It's hard for me to comment because I missed that one. That was when I went to that's get. That's right. Food. That was. It was yeah. very early on when you. Yeah. Um, Call of the Sea, something we saw a couple of times. Um, definitely want to watch. It has like a sort of Firewatch vibes to it. You're like this lady set uh, in a jungle, doing lots of puzzle type adventure gamey. Um, stuff, it looks great uh, actually the voice actor who plays the woman in Firewatch is uh, is in this oh that's um, cool so she's in another game that is similar to that game that she was in yeah I mean hey um, if, if it works don't uh, it ain't broke sure, don't fix yeah. it uh, and that looks good um, Signy all, glen- all guns blazing the one from people who were also uh, sort of from an animation background. Right, okay, so I missed... shows. Yeah, I missed the first two titles, but then I came back at that point, put on my headphones just as it started, and it was like, okay, what I missed... And then this was the first thing I saw, and, like, this was cool. That animation yeah. was like, man, I, I just want a movie of that. Yeah, it showed, like, this pilot in a ship, like, incredibly de- highly detailed ship, um, which is very strange considering what kind of game it is, which is a shmup. Yep. Um, like a bullet hell shooter. And, um, like, you, you're on screen, you're very small, but, like, seeing how detailed that ship is and, like, her facial animations and stuff that was happening in it, it's, like, r- really cool. Yeah. I saw it sort of, like, as the camera panned over her ship, I thought, oh, it's going to be one of those games, isn't it? And then it, like, did a couple of more spin-arounds and then zooms out, and then you see, like, how deep, like, dense, densely populated the uh, the city below her was. Yeah. Then I realised, like, oh, okay, it's, like, went into gameplay and you saw her shooting. 
Um, also, and there was so much happening on screen. It looked incredible. Dude, I would, um, I'd love that game to have more cutscenes. Like at the end of every level, just give me another cutscene and then take me back out, and we'll go do it again. Like that would be cool. Yeah, but I, I, I don't expect to imagine that. It does. Oh, really? I, I, I really think it must do. Yeah, I'd like, love not it to have that much detail on stuff. That'd be like, really cool. If they, if they don't, um. Yeah, it looked really cool. Like, check out that trailer. Um, Anno, then Mutation M. Mutation, or EM on the end of it. Mutation. Um, Mutationum. Yeah. Sort of like pixel adventure. Um, like, you're roaming around a sort of cyberpunk city. Um, I think, like, uh, you know, The Last Night? A game that still isn't out yet for some reason. It's yep. like HDR voxels or pixels. Yeah. Um, but the gameplay is like hack and slash. Um, it was in a montage, so you didn't really see a lot happening. Uh, but they, there was a, a bit so much stream on yesterday, which I checked out, um, and it showed like actual footage of like cut, a cutscene and some exploration and some combat, a bit more like. Um, gameplay of it uh, and it, it looks like you've got two swords like one on square one on triangle kind of like near or something yeah um, which you can like change out um, but yeah it, it looks really cool in terms of like an action yeah, adventure kind of in a way um, that looked good and uh, Operation Tango is the last one I've got from the uh, from the future game show, which is like a, an asynchronous co-op game, like one person's a, an agent or one person's a hacker. Which, like, there have been games like this before. What was it? And I've always wanted to try it. Operation Tango. It comes out next year. Um, it's like one person's a hacker, and they get like door codes, and then they tell it to the agent who's playing in like first person, I think. Um, and then they'll have the code to unlock a door, and then like the hacker will. Activate cameras and like do hacking mini games and all this other stuff as the other person tries not to get spotted by guys. Um, there's a game on Steam called Clandestine, which is like basically this idea, but like more of a third person thing where like one person's a hacker and they're like trying to protect them. I totally missed this. It's it's really cool. Yeah, that looks cool. Um, like the idea is like it hasn't been done that much really. Mm. Uh, I feel like it would be a really good fit for like uh, VR. Yeah, like someone's I can see that. in the in their headset doing stuff as like someone else is playing on the TV doing hacking whatever. That'd uh, be really cool. Like we don't we don't see many. They come around every now and then, but like we don't see too many of them, which I guess is a good thing. Yeah. No, that that yeah. looks really cool. I'm super into that. Yeah. Nice. Um, a couple more before we take a break here. Couple more shows that is. Uh, electronic arts. So, yeah. Outside of indie games, we hadn't seen many that were like super high profile. Yeah. Um. They showed off a trailer on the Monday before the EA Play Live that was going on on Thursday for Star Wars Squadrons. Yeah. Um, they gave out a little bit of details. Uh, so it was basically a reveal trailer because the game got leaked on the weekend before it. 
and then they were going to show more at EA Play. Um, the trailer was fine, it was like in-game, they just showed off some flying around and stuff, and you didn't really get a feel for what the game was going to be like. Um, but they, they did announce that it was like fully playable in VR on PC and PS4, which is cool, um, and that it was going to be out October 2nd. That's pretty much all they said in that reveal trailer. Yeah. Uh, and the time Thursday came around and they went into a deep dive on it, uh, we got information that it was it's a 5v5 like multiplayer game. It does have a yeah. single player, which yeah, will probably does. act as like a tutorial. Yeah, dump probably. You right into multiplayer and you're going to be like, okay, now you're like fighting uh, the rebels or whatever. Team yeah. Um, it's cockpit only. Can't go third person, uh, which I guess makes sense. Like the VR, uh, you're going to be in a cockpit anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, if you're playing just on a TV, you're always in a cockpit. But there's no technically no HUD because all the HUD is in front of you. Yeah. Um, you manage. You've got meters and bars and numbers and shit everywhere. Uh, you're doing management to things like power and shields and weapons and all this stuff like. So you're you're like doing power management, um, like a if you're on like a, a Star Trek or something. You know? Yeah, taking things from one to put them into another. Um, there's no mention of any next gen version. Not yet. There's, no. I mean, you will be able to play these on next gen, but so whether there'll be like a. PS5 enhanced. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, in untraditional EA style, there are no tra microtransactions at all. But that does also mean there's no like DLC or no future plans for other stuff either. It's kind of like they're going to release this, which is forty dollars by the way, so it's like cheaper than yeah you would expect an EA game to come out. As. Uh, and then you buy it, and then that's it. It's ready to go. Yeah, I feel like them coming out okay, to but... say there's no microtransactions makes sense. I mean, I feel like they don't really... How they've set themselves After up... After previous like... Star Wars games. Yeah, they don't really have a choice. Like Because if they come out to say at all there's microtransactions, but hey... It's um, it's optional though. It's fine. Like even though a normal for a normal company, it would be okay to say that. But I feel like for um, for EA and Star Wars. Oh no, he's gone again. Wait, he's back. Coming out and saying there's no microtransactions in general is probably the way to go. Yeah. Um... It does look cool. Yeah. It looks like another Star Wars Squadrons game. Um, which I really want to check those out again. Yeah. But I'm, I'm worried that they like won't be as good as I remember them being. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like a lot of games are like that. It, it, I feel like we're just yeah. spoiled by technology getting better and better. Because when you look back at some games... You're like, oh man, back in the day, this was so good. But that's because you didn't get to play something that was like much, much, much better than it. So it's kind of like you go back and you play mm. these games, and you're like, ah, this, this is a, 
This is tough to play. Yeah, thankfully, a lot of GameCube games do actually hold up quite well. GameCube, yeah, sure. And I remember it looking really good for like a GameCube game at that time, so mm. it might be all right. Yeah, yeah, I'll need to check those out. Um, a couple of other things from the EA Play. It Takes Two is Joseph Farrer's new game. Spoilers, it's a co-op game, co-op puzzle yeah. game. Uh, he does There's not much to say about it, though, yet. It looked cool. No. Yeah, what they didn't really saw. show off too much. We'll probably see more closer to launch, uh, whenever yeah. that is. I don't it, it, know. It's a way away, I think. I think this was oh, more, probably, just more, yeah. hey, we're working on something. It's another co-op game. And also, fuck the yeah. Oscars. Oh, yeah, yeah, totes. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure they announced A Way Out a few years before it came out, wasn't it? Yeah. Or quite a way off. Uh, Lost in Random is the, uh, the thing where you've got Dicey as your buddy. Yeah. Very, like, um, Nightmare Before Christmas look. Yeah. It. It, um, it was super cute. Yeah. I would definitely yeah. check it out. I'm not like, oh my god, this looks incredible, but yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to check this out. It, it looks cute. It looks interesting. The world, I, I like the idea of the world they've built so far. Um, Dicey is like a weird eye. It's very unsettling. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> the like one spot I think is an eye on the dice, and it but yes, like it's got yeah. it's, that would be fine, but it's got eyelids, and that's what makes it weird. I think, yeah. yeah. So, but hey, it, it looks cool. I I would like to check that out. Yeah. Um. Finally, my my takeaway from that EA show is that they're like not ready for next gen at all. No. Like. No, God, no. None of their stuff is is ready to come out on new consoles. Um, and their show reel of like, it's the technology we're doing for next gen is like some good looking cars. Dragon Age, which has been in development forever, and like a bunch of soldiers running. It's like that first footage of Star Wars that we saw of these like yeah. guys sitting at a desk doing concept art. It was literally like the stuff that we had hoped they'd gotten away from over the past few years. It's li like... literally exactly that. I totally hundred percent agree. I think, I really think they're like just. They're not ready in the slightest, and it's like, yeah, we we've got nothing really to show for next gen. Sorry, guys, but we'll, maybe next year. We we'll, next year we got stuff. Maybe I hope so. Yeah, like if these consoles weren't backwards compatible, they'd be screwed. Yeah, feels that way. Uh, and it's like before the show, I was saying to you, they have a bunch of game series which they could have. I don't like using the word easily because, you know, I'm not saying it's easy, but what I mean is like uh, when you've got kind of like Mass Effect, um, Dead Space, oh, even yeah. Dragon Age. Fuck it, yeah, Dragon Age. Where's the what? new SSX? Yeah, well, why not chuck out some remasters? I know remasters don't seem to be your thing, but like in this stopgap year where you clearly aren't ready for like the next gen of consoles, why not spend some time and like get your fans hyped about these series again? Yeah, but that's so the we... thing. Like when Mass Effect trilogy comes out this holiday, it's going to be a PS4 game, isn't it? Yeah. They're probably looking at the install base and then having it on that. Like, yeah. That doesn't really matter. Um, something we did forget about during 
like when we were talking about their remasters and saying like oh they've got nothing like they yeah. put out burnout and that's it like i guess well command and conquer doesn't really count because that's pc only but yeah um they are doing a crisis trilogy remaster um that was announced a little while back and that's coming to i say everything but not next gen consoles that would have been interesting yeah. to show us yeah we didn't see it like what we've seen some screenshots yeah you're weird man yeah <laughs> it's weird yeah. and also just because i want to talk about it because i think it's funny um the need for speed twitter account i hate you just oh. so you know um they tweeted out because now you can use like voice clips and sound on like tweets um they just tweeted out just nothing other than the song get low um which is you know pretty much made famous and notorious from need for speed underground and there was no context they just sent that with the emojis uh sweat and balls i think or did you reply that uh the day tweet no it was it was like the the sweat emoji and then an arrow pointing down and then yeah i think yeah 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 so it's like okay yeah they're being clever but like just tweeting that song on its own beef like the same day as this show wasn't it i'm pretty sure it was the same day i think so yeah like it pretty much screams need for speed underground remaster or remake or just new need for speed game at the very least um yeah it turns out that won't happen and like in fact we saw nothing on need for speed it was pointless. We saw some pretty looking cars. It was so stupid. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. God damn it. I don't get it. <laughs> like, they built up all this hype, but there was nothing to be hyped about. It wasn't even like a misleading thing, like a brand new Need for Speed game, nothing to do with Underground, which would have been okay. Like, <laughs> there was nothing. <laughs> so weird, man. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. Oh, um, Day of the Devs is something that we has been going on for quite a while, but we never really took any interest in it. Um, but we watched this one, uh, or at least June's one, because there is one in July and possibly in August as well. They they seem to do them uh, fairly often. Um, but we checked out this one and Frozen uh, Bite, the makers of Trine announced Starbase uh, which is sort of a voxel space adventure game um, they did use the words MMO didn't they? I think this was the one I missed right? It was the one you came in on, it's like really detailed uh, voxel like multiplayer um, you could shoot holes in ships and it, it was complex it mm. looked way more ambitious than like i would expect to come from the trine guys yeah uh but if you like or free space or something or even like no man's sky maybe take a look at that yeah um cool um foregone from a big blue bubble is a, a metroidvania dead cells um it's actually in early access now on the Epic Game Store for like twenty pounds. Um, it's very Dead Cells, but instead of a roguelike, it was a Metroidvania, and that is like 
I like Dead Souls, but this is way more interesting to me. Right. Um, and like I, I said when we were watching it, like it's it's one thing to take inspiration from a game, but this is like it seems to have taken a lot. A bit Dead too Souls. much inspiration, maybe. Yeah, like it yeah. looks like you're playing that game. Yeah. Um. She, I mean, they reference Dead Souls as like inspiration, but it's clearly we're making a Dead Souls type game, but get to wander around a hell of a lot more. Um, yeah. And whilst that side is a bit of a like, I don't know, it feels weird. Uh, actually, it also looks really good. Yeah. Um, Which yeah. And it, it is out now, and I do kind of want to check it out. Twenty pounds a bit steep for me. Yeah. I'm thinking about it, I do still have a ten pound voucher for the Epic Store, so technically it would only be a tenner. Well, I mean, <laughs> I might do. I might do that. Not the worst decision. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Spinch. Do you remember what Spinch is? I can't. You're gonna have to forgive me. A lot of the Day of the Dev things, so I missed it was like all a, of, sort of soup... Day of the Wait, De you... Day of the Dev. You didn't miss all of it, did you? Yeah, I, um, that was the one, the one where... Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Alright, uh, this is sort of like a Super Meat Boy platformer. Um, but it has this incredible rainbow look to it all, as if you're, mm. like, high as hell. Right. Um, you play as this, like, weird little white circle with legs and arms. Okay. Uh, S-P-I-N-C-H. -S so Google that. Um, the art is kind of incredible. Uh, and yeah, it looks like you're going to collect lots of little, like, chilled child versions of yourself and, and get to the exit. Okay. Uh, but it looks visually insane. Okay. Yeah. Um, Panzer Paladin is uh, from ex-developers from the Scott Pilgrim game. Which uh, caught our interest quite a lot. It's it looks kind of like Shovel Knight. It's like that old aesthetic, like uh, eight bit platformer. I've seen gifts of this floating around on my yeah, so uh, Twitter it's cool. timeline. You're like, you have a power armor called Grit, I think it was, um, and you get different weapons from different bad guys. They like just random drops. Hmm. Um, and then you can use these weapons. You can sort of sacrifice the weapon to do a like screen clearing special or something or to make a checkpoint in the level that you can carry up to three different weapons oh and sacrifice it to like make a checkpoint is kind of cool um this looks really uh, good there's like a uh, a build your own weapon type thing uh where you can like build something and then name it but it had like sort of an outline of a trident and then you basically fill in the pixel art what color you want it to be uh, okay. I don't know how much freedom it gives you yeah uh, but if you're pretty good at pixel art then you i guess you could if it has steam workshop support it'd be kind of cool mm. um but yeah so it made that they named it and then like you can use it in battle uh but it looks super cool yeah that looks great it's, it's got a really neat look to it you can also get out of the mech and then go in like you you, you um you walk around as a little person like, so you get into, or I guess regular sized person if the mech is huge. Yeah. Um, 
but you use that to get in like thin corridors and stuff and you can like they said you could play the entire game as that but i doubt well i assume that would be really tough but that'll be a good category in speed run hey, yeah i like that idea yeah this uh, looks and then really finally, cool yeah uh finally i got sea of stars which um looks very chrono trigger like i'll go to the steam page of sea of stars um so it was kickstarted uh three months ago right um it's coming out 2022 it's uh oh, it wow. looks very chrono trigger like it's sort of like wow. turn-based rpg um even the composer for chrono trigger is is signed on for it there's a demo coming to backers in july um and it's actually a turn-based rpg prequel to the messenger to the messenger um, yeah, which is actually out on Game Pass right now. If you want to check that out. Um, but I know it's like a completely different game to The Messenger. Yeah. But they said it's a, it's a prequel to that. But it looks outstanding. Like the lighting and everything on I'm... it. Um, the the like, turn-based battles in it looks straight up. Dude, like it's Chrono Trigger was turn-based. It looks stunning. stunning. Yeah. The water and like... <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that's... That's honestly like beautiful. Holy crap! Yeah, so go to the Steam page and uh, go yeah, check that out. Definitely. Twenty twenty two sounds about right, considering how good that looks. So long but jeez, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Um, New Game Plus Expo. I didn't think this was going to be full of anime, but it turns out it was. Hell yeah, it was. I I dropped in the call just ready. I was just like, yeah, it's anime all day, and I was right. Yeah. Um, huge shout out to uh, production for that. Um, they definitely looked at um, Nintendo's uh, Nintendo Direct, and we're like, "I want that." <laughs> it, was, it was an anime direct, basically. <laughs> it was just exactly um, the same, just with orange. <laughs> it worked. It worked. Yeah, it does. It's it, so cool. It's a great like, why format. Why didn't Sony do this? Yeah. The state of plays. Just make it the same yeah. thing, dude. Like just, just. Don't, don't even be like thingy about it. Just be like, yeah, we we wanted to do this. Nintendo have like a really cool format. Directs are great. Let's just do it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So there was a bunch of anime stuff here. Um. I got a couple of standout ones. Uh. No More Heroes Three was extremely interesting because you couldn't actually see the game because Suda Fifty One was like in the way. And he was blurry as um, hell. He was blurry. He was blocking like the middle of the screen. Um, and the only thing, the only bit of information I got out of it is that he hasn't yet finished Mario Odyssey. Um, that's something he said in that. It was. He's been so busy. It was so weird. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, Tin and Kuna, or like a you look like Samus's Morphall uh, in a platformer. Yeah. Looked really interesting. I think like, not much to go on. The yeah, showed him bouncing around a bunch of platforming levels, but you looked like a little Samus ball. Yeah. Um. As, as platformers go, like you don't see many of them, in especially in this type of stream. Yeah, for sure. So it was nice to see it. Where there are games such as Idle Manager. Fuck yeah, Idle Manager. And like um. What did we say it looked like? Tricky, t uh, not Tricky Tower. No, uh, Fallout Shelter. Yeah, or wait, um, wait, wait. That, that other, the other tower, Tiny, Tiny Tower. Oh, is that a mobile game? 
It's yeah. kind of like that. You were building like this, ma this idle building empire yep. thing with lots of different types of rooms in it. And you're managing lots of different aspects about your different idols that work Hell for yeah. you, I guess. Uh, I don't know how sleazy it will get, but... Hopefully not. I'm sure you'll find a way. Hopefully it'll be uh, good, but I'm super into that. Let's do it. Yep. Um, Café Enchanté. The note I have is, which husbando will you choose? <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, the art like style some, of that some looks girl great. takes over her father's café and... Uh, I don't know. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of sexual stuff going on in that trailer, It, it was a visual novel with, like, yes. cute guys everywhere. Like anime guys I'm very excited i'm very very excited like it looks great i thought the character design looked really interesting as well um like i feel like the guys didn't look like generic they all actually looked really interesting so i'm like you know what yeah let's do it let's get some husband one of them uh, one of them didn't have a head but there was just like flames there and he is the ultimate husband <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2 a sequel to that 16, no it's 8 bit sort of like uh, no I think you can say 16 game. bit I think uh, I think yeah. so yeah Are that many bits uh, I um, think so people really like Curse of the Moon like maybe more than Bloodstained yeah I, I'm really uh, happy it got a sequel actually it's really nice to see like that get yeah. a sequel let's them expand more on like the story and yeah. stuff of those characters, I guess, because they're, they're using characters that showed up in Bloodstained um, in this game instead, and let you switch between them. Like uh, David Hater's character. So, that's cool. I don't really want to... Yeah, there's... I don't have any affiliation yeah. with those. I might play it at some point, games. because it looks kind of cool, just like, yeah. I played a bunch of Bloodstained when it was on Game Pass, not sure if Curse of the Moon is or was mm. even, but if it comes to it, I'll check it out because like, why not? In it makes sense. Um, and finally, I got Tassomachi, which is like a it, we we didn't see much of this except there was this like girl standing in this this Japanese style town, like pagodas and stuff everywhere, and then suddenly she was in some like sort of steampunk airship flying around, oh, of, like yeah. pink trees about. Um, that's practically all we saw for that game. It looked really cool. Yeah. Um, I think there was a, a few games like that throughout the show, or throughout all of the shows, actually. Something where you barely saw anything, but it caught your eye. And then, uh, I don't know, just got to wait and see more. Tasso Marchi. Um, I have like no other information on this. Yeah, the other thing, oh, man, they showed um, the new Guilty Gear characters, that's the thing. That was oh, pretty cool. Right, yeah, there was a trailer for Strive. Yes, um, they showed the two new characters, and um, yeah, they look really cool. That game still looks like really, really good. Um, As you'd expect, I guess, from that. Yeah, um, they showed the uh, ReZero game as well, which was uh, cool. We don't know. They didn't show what that game is going to be, but it just looks like 
anime game. It's really ha- sucks to There's say. There's a few like that game. throughout this show as well. Yeah. Like, here's this anime cutscene. Yeah. But you have no idea what the actual game is like. Yeah, fairy tale. It could be a visual novel. It could be a deep RPG. Fairy tale we know is an actual RPG. That's true. Um, I'm scrolling through the video really, really, really quickly. Purely because... Are you looking for something in particular? Yes, I can't remember the name of it, and I didn't want to give it away, because I'd say one word and it would give it away. Okay. <laughs> You're escape mi- from Asura. No, no. Asuka or something. You're missing oh. the most anime game of them all, and the best one probably oh. there. <laughs> Motherfucking oh. fight crab. Oh, yeah, I missed that on purpose, because I really didn't care. <laughs> fight crab is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, ever. And, like, I've seen it, like, on in the... the- past but like it's so yeah. stupid dude i love it i i, <laughs> I just On love it summit stream the uh, bit summit stream had them actually playing it yeah like versus um yeah it's kind of it's kind of what you think it is giant <laughs> enemy crabs fighting each other with different weapons and whatever controls crabs, i guess but yeah controls probably super awkwardly is probably like oh yeah probably fumble, controls like ass run into each other hope that you can get like a good swing off but it's just like the music they had how epic it looked it's just like oh, fucking fight crab dude god damn it oh jeez. Yeah. Yeah, yeah i think overall it was like a yeah. decent show um there was like a lot of anime, which I'm always uh, super thankful for. But oh, what's that series? Because they showed two of the same series. Um, well, there was the tra- Trails of Cold Steel one. Yeah, that's They the showed one. off three and four. Yes. What was the new one? Three was a I wanna Switch. Say Switch port. Yeah. Um, yeah, but four is the new one coming out soon, I think. Um, and then they showed off, there was a trailer for Is9. As well. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The end. Uh, so, just basically a cutscene for that. Yeah. Um, oh, and Hyper Neptunia uh, 700. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think Kieran's like on. He's, he's on about 612. Five... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's getting that. I was going to say 5,000 and something, but. You said 700. I said 700, yeah. I thought you said 7,000. He's still a good um, 88 games away, but he's getting that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It won't take long to yeah. last through all of those. <laughs> There's a lot of them games. Yes. Um, so, that was it for giant uh, batches of games. Yeah. Um, there were a few individual like, or live streams for individual type games um, or announcements. Which we'll go through real quickly, hopefully, before taking a break. Yeah. I need the loo. Um, and that's a new Pokemon Snap. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Pokemon that did. that came out of nowhere. Um, a lot of people are very happy. Yeah. Uh, I have a weird uh, relationship with Pokemon Snap. I played it when I was super young, and I remember finishing it, but I I don't remember like. I, I always felt like it was one of those games, right, where I felt like there was more to it because you could solve puzzles by throwing apples at like, yeah. certain things and environments. Stuff. And I, I always remember finishing it and I always remember like going through the levels being like, there's got to be like so, so much more to this, you know? And it turns out there's like, that's uh, is not. 
Um, yeah, because like in order to unlock later levels, you need to like have good scores on like the previous ones, and the, the <clears> way to do that is to get like obviously better photos, but like you need to use the apples to entice Pokemon to evolve. Yeah, or, like force them to evolve in specific ways, and that's sort of like the puzzle aspect of it. Um, and Jan over at Giant Bomb is playing through it for his for the first time. Oh wow! Like on stream. Uh, and he played that like last week, and I watched that, um, and it's really interesting seeing him go back to like the river one or the the cave one, and being like, right, well, there, there's Moltres, like there's that thing, um, but like just trying to figure out how to get like Pikachu to evolve instead of just having him run up to this ledge, and just stand there, it's just like dumping balls at Electabuzz and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like I forgot how much of a puzzle aspect there is to that game. Yeah, which is why I like like it quite a lot. Like I always remember just um, on the whatever lava level it was, when you have like this big uh, sort of volcano esque thing in the center, oh, right. and you throw apples, and Charmander is just like following the apples around until he's right in front of you. No, you knock him in. You just throw an oh, apple at his face and knock him in. And then, and then he becomes Charizard. Yeah. Bit weird. Bit weird. A little, little bit weird, but it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, this new one looks real pretty. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because Pokemon Snap came out on the N64 when there was only one generation of Pokemon, and now there is like eight, and there are a lot of Pokemon. Yes. Uh, I, I don't do. know how many are going to be in- included. Yeah, I don't know how many levels, don't know what environments. Like, there, It's been so many years, so like, God knows what they'll do with it. But hey, that's exciting. Yeah, uh, that wasn't the only Pokemon game to be announced, though. Was it, Darian? Not quite. They had... Uh... I'm going to talk about Pokemon Unite. We've, yeah, we've sure. watched it. Uh, we didn't watch the first Pokemon stream where Snap was announced, uh, or mm. new Pokemon Snap, sorry. Um, but we did we did stream this one, so you can see our reactions to it live. Um, Kieran had a pretty good one. Um, yeah, he is not when happy. that was going on. <laughs> but yeah, what uh, what is Pokemon Unite? So it is basically a Pokemon MOBA. I I feel like um, it's weird because. I always felt like a Pokemon MOBA was going to be like in the works for some time. Um, but we just never saw anything about it. But uh, lo and behold, it's finally been announced. And it's, um, yeah, it, it's a, well, I would describe it as like a simplified kind of MOBA, right? Because I guess, I mean, we don't know yet, do we? Yeah, true. Uh, I, I, I feel like that's what they go in for, at the very least. But I, I might be right. uh, wrong about that. But um, there's like a... Maybe not simplified, but like easy to... Not easy access. Accessible. Accessible. More people good, than yeah. like another one would be. Because like they're taking like rid Pokemon. of like core aspects of Pokemon such as like type advantage and stuff. Um obviously I can't see there being any like in-depth stuff like IVs and EVs and stats and stuff. Yeah, probably not. I think they'll like stay away from that side of things. But the aim of the game seems to be 5v5. You go around the kind of like map 
and you catch Pokemon by defeating them. And then you, I guess, gain those Pokemon. And then you go to, like, capture points on the map and, like, deposit them for points. But I think, like, the value of the Pokemon you get determines how long it takes to deposit. So it's almost like a King of the Hill type thing. Right, okay. um, Is what I got from it. Because I saw, like, for example... um, at one point, they tried to show off. I think it was the Charman that had like a bunch of Pokemon, and he was like trying to deposit it. But um, while he was standing there, it was like a big fight going on, and he was taking too long, and he got like knocked out. Um, but then they instantly cut to like a fucking Snorlax, tanky as hell, with like tons of Pokemon to deposit, but he just like stood there, like tanking yeah. every hit and stuff. So it. it it's like a different thing, which doesn't necessarily mean bad. Um, so it's an interesting yeah, take it's interesting. on MOBA, which is like there's quite a few of those now. Um, yeah, and this seems to be doing something different, which is nice. Yes, and it's on Switch and mobile. Switch and mobile crossplay. Yep, between them Tencent are uh, part of this, as you maybe would expect. It's a MOBA, so yeah, yeah. Um, pretty weird. You could show a logo and then show their logo and be like, oh, it's a mobile. Yeah, pretty much. I feel yeah. like. Um, but yeah, at this point, it's not super clear how they can like monetize this. Like, Obviously, you can assume through skins and stuff like that. But, but it is free to play. Um, but they, did, yeah. they didn't give us a release date, did they? I think... No, I don't think so. Yeah. They haven't said any year. So... Because we, we actually thought it was they were just going to be like, download now or like trial out now. But there, there's like nothing, no word on release date. So it's this is just in the works. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's free to play so or free to start, as they say. Um, we'll see how it goes. It's probably going to be extremely popular and... Like, yeah. Makes so much money. Yeah. Um, the very first thing that was announced during this uh, summer of gaming was uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that almost. In a ton of levels from the first two games. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I don't know, a month ago. Wait. It's so... A month and a half. Something I weren't sure on. Is it like full Tony Hawk's 1, full Tony Hawk's 2? Or is it like a compilation? I don't think it's every level. I feel like it should be, though, right? Because no, Tony Hawk's HD oh, came maybe, out. Maybe it is. And that was a compilation. Yeah, but that sucked. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it'd be weird for them to do that again. Maybe it is all the levels it, for it both of them. Probably uh, they, they did a video a couple of days ago, like last right. week, um, showing the skaters that are in the game. Um, and Tony Hawk's son oh, is in it. That's cool. Uh, which is cool, but also weird because, like, I. Yes, maybe he wasn't born when like the first one nope, came out. He weren't. I would he have thought. Have oh. yeah. Which makes um, me feel old. But they've like made they've rescanned everybody in, so everyone is just like super yep. old now. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's coming out soon. I think that's that's November or something. Does that mean like if or you October, I don't know bail and like crash out? Um and like have a really nasty fall. There's just a chance your character doesn't get back up, <laughs> or like you just need to call nine nine nine. Well, I guess nine one one. Well, yeah, like skate. Wait, we didn't talk about skate, did we? 
that's coming. Skate four. No, it's not Skate. numbered. Did we mention that? No, we didn't. But that's oh, because there's yeah. not much to talk about other than new skate. Yeah, arguably the biggest news from EA's thing. Yeah. I guess actually. Yeah. Yeah, they're making a new skate. They didn't say the number four. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that that um, that is literally it. That's all we've got. I was gonna say because the uh, broken bone thing in that. Um. Because everyone's old. Uh, like, okay. always broken bones. God damn it. Uh, Activision are also putting out not a remaster, but a brand new Crash Bandicoot game. Hell yeah. Well, Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. Yep. Which I guess makes sense, because it's been so long. Yeah, this kind of got also... leaked beforehand. It was teased, um, because yeah. Naughty Dog... Not Naughty Dog, sorry. Um... They they sent a bunch of people. What was it? Was it a puzzle? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, with a letter saying yeah. something like yeah, a puzzle of the mask. Yeah, saying it's about time. Yeah. In like the I think so. I crash think it font or something. Um, and then obviously I've screenshots. Done that for the remastered trilogy and stuff. Yes. Um, and then screenshots kind of got leaked a few days beforehand and stuff. Um, even the box art actually. Um, the only thing that didn't get leaked was the trailer itself. Um, so we saw the trailer, and they, from what we've seen so far, they seem to have done a really damn good job at this. Um, it's super faithful to the original Crash trilogy, so it clearly plays like those games. It's not like a Mind Over Mutant or, or even like a Twin Sanity open world thing. It seems to be levels, and it seems to play like the original uh, trilogy. Um, yeah. They've done a redesign though, um, over everything, which is like totally fine. Um, it it still looks like Crash, it's just like slightly different. Um, it's, it's I think cool, everything, but like yeah, I really liked how they looked in the uh, remaster. Yeah, same, same. I wouldn't have minded just reusing those models, but uh, I mean, I guess new game they just wanted to put their own spin on it slightly. So yeah, that makes sense. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, but the levels look great. The game looks in general great. And they've added um, new power-ups in the form of these masks. And the two we've seen so far yeah. is one seems to slow down time to like a halt, which allows you to like, so it's, there's like a segment where Crash is like trying to pass a waterfall, but there's like giant rocks falling um over time and like obviously you slow down time and then can use those as platforms so it's like things like that and i think the other yeah. power up was the gravity one i think yeah there's like a switching gravity so you're running on the ceiling instead yes yeah, yeah, yeah. alternating between ceiling and floor yeah so that was, cool. that was really cool yeah so everything i've seen so far uh, i guess we've seen so far sorry um yeah, it's really, really interesting. And I'm really, really, really yeah. excited for it. Uh, apparently there are over 100 levels, but I don't know how accurate that is. That's so scary, if true, because... Yeah, kind of. I mean, if you added up all of the ones in the trilogy... I oh, know, that's, that's over yeah. 100, isn't it? I, I don't think be, so. It? I've... Isn't there five levels per world? There's... Well, no, five, there's five levels per part of that world, and there's, like, four parts in each world. Yeah. And there's, like, how many worlds Wait. in each Crash game? 
in Crash 2, there's... Are we including boss levels? No, wait, because you got the hub, and then you have areas off of that hub, and then each of them have, like, five levels, say, and a boss. Actually... Oh, wait, yeah. That's... Actually, I, I would say including boss levels is probably about 36 levels. Okay, that's still no win near 100. <laughs> yeah, no, but if, well, if you add three up together, that's 118 across the trilogy. Oh, although Crash 1 okay. didn't have like the same hub world. It didn't have the hub world. Yeah. It was like a world map, wasn't it? I want them more. to bring that back, actually. I really like that. I mean, yeah, we don't know what it's going to be yeah. like map-wise. But yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. 100, 100 that'd levels. Be like levels. Yeah, cool. sure, I'll go for the plat trophy for that. Why not break me again? <laughs> yeah, speed run three hours. Oh, God. Um, and then we got two of the, of the big the big ones. Um, both of these have said that like you buy the game on PS4, you get the PS5 version upgrade for free. Uh, the same with the Xbox. Um, and the PC is the PC. Mm. Tough luck switch. Yep, unlucky. Um, we'll start with Avengers. Uh, you missed the beginning part of this. I missed um, like 95% of it. Yeah, you came in sort of right at the very end. Yes. Uh, um, so they showed off a Thor hero mission. Have you watched it since? Uh, I haven't uh, watched that yet, no. Okay. Um, so they showed off a bunch of Thor gameplay. Um, him on like a helicarrier doing Thor stuff. Um, it showed off like alts, um, using like a bifrost attack, which like let him get through this like shield and destroy a a boss, a sub boss type guy. Mm. Um, it showed off like a bunch of stuff in it, like uh, skill trees, cosmetics. Um, he said there were some cosmetics you get by doing like special missions, right? And then some that you can only get via like buying in the store. Yeah. Which I get if some people find that annoying, but I mean, that's one of those types of games, you know? Uh, it's I guess it sucks because it's like an iconic suit for an iconic character instead of like, hey, I'm buying this hat for this guy. I feel like, like... Hey, you're buying this armor for Iron Man. I feel like context matters on how they like monetize stuff like that. And when you're told that, hey... This game we're gonna keep supporting it. There's gonna be tons of DLC, and this is go and it's all going to be free updates. Yeah. Then yeah, it's more than fine for them to like monetize whatever they want in game, as long as it there's like a good balance of stuff you can unlock and stuff that you can buy. I think that's fair. Yeah, like they're clearly talking about this game being a games as a service thing. Yes. Um, and an ongoing mission. Like once you finish the game, it's your fight with Modok, the bad guy they announced as being the uh, the main bad guy of the game. Uh, like is probably not over. Yeah. Well, maybe your fight with him is, but like the Avengers fight isn't. Um. Yeah. They said all all DLC like post launch or missions and heroes and stuff are free. Um. Which makes me totally okay with like buying whatever yeah. cosmetic packs and stuff. There'll be yeah. as long as you can buy them straight out and it's not like dice roll, yeah, that sort of thing. Which I, I'm pretty sure it isn't. 
Um, they said that the the next one of these streams, the next wall table, will talk about the uh, the beta, which is coming. I think August. Um, yes, I think they said August. The game the game is out in September, so yeah, it would have to be July August time. Um, as well as the first post-launch hero. Uh, so whether that means the like six that we've seen are going to be the ones that are in the launch game, and then whether we see Captain Marvel or Haw uh, Hawkeye, yeah. maybe they'll be the, the first one to come out after the game does. Um, we'll see. But, uh, but yeah, it looked like it was running on a PS4, I think, the version that they showed, which was... Right. Kind of cool. That makes me really hopeful for the uh, PS5 version. That's cool. They 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 put out a bunch of screenshots with the announcement of the like upgrade, um, and like Iron Man looks super shiny. Ray yes, Jason, he does. Like, uh, yeah, it, it looked really good in the tra in the new trailer that they showed. Um, like if that's the current gen version, really looking forward to how it runs in 4K at 60 frames. Yeah, on a on a new console. Um. But yeah, like Thor looked like he played as you would expect a Ultimate Alliance game to be. It's more over the shoulder. If Ultimate Alliance had you rotating a camera around the character, not like around an arena type thing. Right, yeah. Um, you were just like wailing on dudes. Not to the extent of like Dynasty Warriors, but like... There was a lot of guys that Thor just smashed his hammer through. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. It was hard to get a sense of how it felt, like, just on the stream. Um, yeah, of course. I've already got it pre-ordered, and, like, so I'll get codes for the beta. So I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out for realsies. Yeah. Um, they showed off, like, your, your helicarrier that you'll be upgrading throughout the story. And presumably getting off the ground and it being basically your mother base. Yep. Where you can buy shit, farm, and do stuff. Yeah, but yeah, it looked cool. It was nice to see it again, finally. Yeah. After, well, not seeing it since last E3, I guess. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah. You it had right. such a tepid response then, didn't it? Yep. So you should check out that gameplay and see. Uh, how it is. Like, yeah. The war table's only like half an hour, I think, or if that. Yeah, it's, I, it went like super long or anything, if I remember. No. But it looked cool. Yeah. I think hope, like optimistic, cautiously optimistic. That's, yeah, that's extent. a good way to describe it. Um, everything oh. I've seen so far on it, I'm just like, yeah, this looks, this looks good. I think, yeah. I think it's going to be a really good game. And whenever it's like games of service stuff, at the minute, I just want it to be good because then it can be great. Yeah, like we mentioned before, um, like there's always a chance of it coming out and being quite rough, but as long as they stick with it, and I feel like something that is Marvel and Square Enix, there's a high chance of it. Like, oh, they'll support it. Becoming great. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I don't think Disney will let them fuck this no, up. No, for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's also weird with something like this, like, what, you're going to review it and give it, like, a 7? Even though you know it's this ongoing thing? Like, if you have complaints about the story, it's like, this is going to last for years. It's weird giving something like that a score, you know? Yeah, it's... I found... 
there are a lot of games like that I feel like deserve to get reviewed more than once. Right. But that's just not how it works. Like e- even just like triple A games that say like are really good and get an eight, but then they also come out with like a really, really good set of DLC, a lot of good like um kind of I I always want to say slice of life and that's not what I mean. Is it... you know what I'm trying to say, don't you? No. It it doesn't mean slice of life, because that's a genre. I mean, um in other words, it makes life easier. It's not slice of life. I don't know why I keep saying okay, that. Okay, right. Basically, like, they patch it so the game becomes, like, a lot easier for you. Like, there's a lot of nice things they do for it. Quality of life. Quality of life. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they bring out a bunch of quality of life changes. And, like, say, six months down the line, there's, like, a really good set of DLC uh, out for it, and suddenly that game goes from like an eight to like a nine, but it never gets that like second review, and that's what makes me like a bit sad. Yeah, I know, um, like Kotaku and I think Eurogamers sometimes revisit games. Um, I know one did about one did it to the Division 2 not that long ago, right. uh, and like re reviewed it and re evaluated its score, which is kind of cool. I think Polygon might have done it, but. Um, it's always a good thing when you've got these games that are like ongoing things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I think they deserve a chance to like get reviewed again in the future because it's like, hey, we'll we'll give you some time to kind of like maybe fix one or two things, but we'll also give you the time to like show us what your initial vision was. Because it is like a games of service game. Yeah. Um, something that I feel like is probably going to review quite well. The final thing we're going to talk about now is uh, Cyberpunk yes. twenty seven seven. They yeah. did a live stream called Night City Wire, which, if you think about it, Night City is the si- name of the city, and Wire is whatever. So whenever. If you watched our reactions and noticed that it says Nightwire City on the, uh, the video, is um, nobody corrected me, and that's the entire. It's alright, nobody. We might we might even pronounce it that way because I definitely named it that in the file and on the video. I've changed it now, that's but so like, good. I realized on Twitch and YouTube, I all always typed Nightwire City, and like I don't know how I managed to. Well, I didn't even pick up on it when she said it on the stream. Nobody corrected me when I was streaming Dark Souls and put plat through, so instead of playthroughs. So. That's pretty good, yeah. So yeah, but I had it on the actual like title in the video. Oh, that's even not, funny. Not yeah. the name of it. Yeah, yeah. You go back and you can see it there through the entire stream now. Well, I can't change that. Well, it's close. I th- I feel like that's one of the close enough parts, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all That's the words right. there, they're just mixed up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, they showed off 25-ish minutes of uh, Cyberpunk 2077 with a brand new trailer, which was all footage from the prologue of the game. 
Uh, which, yo, it seems like there's a lot of stuff in that prologue. Yeah. Uh, so it's basically like setting up, and that is also the prologue that a bunch of people uh, got to play through. Um, a load of influencers, like mm. uh, journalists, Chef Keeley and all that. Yeah. Um, they played through sort of like four or five hours of uh, of that over... Um, it was NVIDIA's streaming thing that they played it through, oh, which was kind of okay. cool. Yeah, that... Um, Oh, Damien's frozen. Nope, no, he's gone again. Um, so yeah, they played through that, which is cool. So like, way more gameplay is actually out of the game now. Um, you can go and look on. Jeff Jeff Keeley streamed it on the Game Awards. Um, he put up like a him talking over just a ton of new footage uh, of the game, which is kind of awesome. Um, they also had a gameplay demo. Watching it back now, like we were quite tepid in our response to this gameplay uh, on the stream but watching it back now it's actually quite interesting the stuff that they're doing with it and like seeing what implications or like seeing how they can integrate that into story beats further down i feel like i feel like our reactions being tepid will make sense strikes but i don't feel like that's based on what we're uh, sorry what they are doing but more based on how they presented it. I feel, I still feel like... Yeah, that's what we talked about during yeah, it, really, wasn't it? I feel like if they showed us, like, a later mission, rather than the literal tutorial, like, we don't need to, like, be told. Rewind. Now try and fast forward. Like, we, we get it. We, we know what you're doing and stuff. Like, it could have yeah. been done in, like, 10 minutes instead of 20. And I think... That was why we were like tepid, but I I agree with you. Like the implications of it, like as I said, like the idea of like wait, that guy got shot, but we don't know who shot him. Damn, he's in the shadows. How can we wait? There's a camera there. I wonder if there's a... like that thought process is so cool, and I hope that they allow you to like do that yourself. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. It, it, it just it wasn't as bad when you watched it back. Like, hmm. it felt way longer when we were watching it the first time than it is. Right. Like, the second or third time after that, which I'd watched earlier today. Hmm. Um, yeah, it just seems really, really interesting um, where it goes from there. Uh, so, that yeah, that was the gameplay that they were talking about. They're doing these monthly um, up until launch. So another one in a couple of weeks, I suppose. Um, I think the same goes for the Avengers one and the Hitman streams. They're also doing those, I think, monthly. So we should be getting monthly dumps of like new information on all three of these games. Where are you in terms of those though? Because like I feel like all three of those games, I'm like, I don't need to see more. I like if that makes sense. I mean, I've got. I'll buy Hitman when it comes out. I've got Avengers pre-ordered, and I'm gonna buy Cyberpunk. Well, I've got Cyberpunk pre-ordered on Xbox, but I want to play it on PS4. Yeah, I I feel like, like I'm gonna play them anyway. I probably I don't want to see more Cyberpunk, but yeah, I, I I'm more along the lines of I don't want to see more Cyberpunk. I kind of just want to just see that world when the game is out now. I really want to play it, but I haven't played. Um, Deus Ex Mankind Divided mm. and like that's probably the closest thing to this game 
Um, and I feel like after I play Cyberpunk, I'm probably never going to play this. So if there is a time I should play it, it's now. I feel, nah, I feel um, like you, you'd still play it at some point. I was actually... Um... Yeah, but it might be a game that I'm playing and I'm like, I should just be playing Cyberpunk, you know? Yeah, okay, I kind of get I get that idea. Unfortunately, uh, but yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Sometimes great games ruin games that aren't quite as great, but still good. Yeah. But, but that's just how it is sometimes. I, I know exactly, I can't think of an example, but I I remember having that exact fault process uh, recently where I was just like, well, I just don't want to play that now if I can play that instead yeah yeah mm. yeah it makes sense um and the last bit of news that they announced is a uh, collaboration with studio trigger oh the that's so hype i hate or is it cyberpunk code runners net i can't runners? remember the title something it's a it's an anime coming in collaboration with Netflix as well. Yes. Oh, I didn't uh, In 2022. And that was the only thing I didn't like about it. <laughs> so far away. They said, we've been working on this for quite some time, and it's two years away. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, it was called Edge Runners. Edge Runners. Oh, I was close. Code and net. I was thinking of cyberpunk stuff. <laughs> yeah, sure. But, but, like, Studio Trigger is, like, such a good studio to land with this, and I'm just, like... Man, this could be incredible. And then I see twenty twenty, uh, sorry, twenty twenty two, and I'm like, oh, well, goddamn, that's so long. That's like really, really long. The um, the work that they've done in the past have like a look to it. Yes, they have a style. Well, to cyberpunk, it, it works yeah. perfectly. I think, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. I might have to check out, like, what or what. Oh, yeah, I might have to see what they've got. Yep. Um, yeah, that, I got really, really like, hyped about that. Kill the Kill they've done. and Kill the Kill is, like, really, really ones? good. Um, well, they did Gurren Lagann, but that was before they were... Um, that was before they were Studio Trigger. They were, like, Just a small... Just name, though, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same thing. But yeah, I think those two shows are like really, really, really good, and like the animation and fights and stuff are like really interesting. Nice. They did. I think they did Darling and Franks as well. Yeah, they did. Take your word for it. Yep. Fair enough. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that pretty much covers it. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty uh, much everything we saw. Oh, everything has happened are. these last got, like yeah, like news-wise over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, and um, I got a bunch of stuff to talk about after a brief interval. Um, you want to take a break and then we'll get back to it. Uh, yeah. What time is it? Almost six. Um, yeah. How long do you reckon we'll go after this? Uh-huh. I need some food. Oh, yeah. I'm going to fade to black, and then uh, we'll be back in 
a little bit. Just keep the stream open and wait till you hear our voices again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, played a lot of stuff over the past, let's say, um, three months that I've been at home. Yeah. Um, but in February, before all this shit kicked off, we went to London. Um, yeah, we did. For a day. Um, and we went to a, co a near concert, which was kind of awesome. Yeah, that's up there i think on one of the best experiences i've had um yeah super fun never been to anything like that before yeah um and the the music in near and near automata is uh fantastic yeah um and just like kind of just going down and hanging out in london was real fun too it was so much fun like man yeah, i had so such much a food good time. oh my god i had so many I burgers it it was just yeah you did and co and Costa Co coffees Costa Express machine down in the lobby I, yeah oh. I I saved your life because you pressed start and I was like dude you need a cup oh yeah almost <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I shouldn't um, have said anything because uh, that just drained into the drain yeah. instantly <laughs> but no I honestly I had such a good time I I enjoyed every second of it um yeah, hoping... God it was hot though wasn't it it was hot in that hall. Oh, oh, it got warm over time, yeah. It Very did. sweaty. Oof. Yeah. And we, you want to we buy a like... of water, it's like three quid. Oh, my. Yeah. That was so expensive. That was so expensive. But it was it was worth every second. I absolutely loved that event. And hopefully, yeah. touch wood, we go again very soon. I say very soon. I'm saying, like, end of 2020. Well, they rescheduled the, uh, the Final Fantasy ones to next year. Oh, are they? Um, yeah, they they come out and said like that stuff's not happening. Oh, um, sorry. I mean, have they given dates yet? No, but like, right. It being in October, they delay it. That is, that's not happening this year, dude. Right. No. <laughs> that was no, Final yeah, Fantasy VII remake, um, orchestra, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, that'll <sighs> be really cool to go down. Yeah. Maybe spend an extra day there because yes. like we, we went down super early on sunday morning i want to do that again sunday night though. and then uh and then we came back on monday sort of afternoon time got back about around the evening um but yeah if we have an extra day i think we could spend a full day exploring london yeah but we, sure. we went around a little bit but we didn't want to go too far because we miss our bus yeah um, exactly so we could only go sort of like the surrounding areas of Victoria Station, and like there was shops, but nothing of real interest. Yeah. Around there, that well, like from our walking distance. Yeah, exactly. The, the walk from um from the place we stayed, like the London Eye, uh, to Victoria Station was actually really nice. Like it was a I lovely day. Was yeah, like so walk down surprised. St James Park. Man, it was like, it wasn't super busy, but it was like, calm. It was, an... yeah, it, it was Monday, wasn't it? So Yeah, but that, that was like one of my, that was actually one of my favorite parts because I've not walked through the center like that because it can be really, really busy, for example. It can be quite kind of annoying to like find out which street to turn down or whatever. 
Um, of, but thankfully, like, I, I, yeah, I looked and it was just straight down that road. Yeah, that was, like, walk. Over there. Like, we'll. I'd love to do that walk again. It was lovely. St James's Park is so nice as well to just walk past. And like, yeah, we should probably walk through it next time. <laughs> we walk yeah, like no. on the main road outside of it and looking uh, in. Yeah, marching but that was, bands and shit. That was because we had to like go left anyway, which was like the opposite side of the path. Well, the, the road curved around. Um, so I mean, we we probably could have weaved our way. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, we'd yeah. Get lost. yeah, yeah. That is. Oh, we had phones. No maps. Yeah, true, 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 true. Um, like, I definitely love the underground because it's so easy to use, and I still think. When we want to explore London on the day, it'd be really great to like just go on the underground and go to like whatever part of London we want, and it's like super quick. Like yeah, if if you need to get from one side to the other, then like like some of the shops that we we googled and found like oh there is one of those, but it's like all the way up there. Yeah. Then it's like you know, hop on like two trains and you're there. Yeah. And it costs like I don't know two quid, but like. I don't want to spend most of my time underground. Oh yeah, cool. Like, well, that I think. I want to actually see the. Yeah, I think that's my favorite city. thing about the underground, though, because it's it, quick getting from A to B. But yeah, it's like two pound ten minutes, if that really, and like I'm including like waiting time as well. And all of a sudden, yeah. you're in like a brand new place to explore. It's it's. I love London, man. I can't wait to yeah. go again. So much fun, and yeah, I agree. Hopefully we stay that extra day because then we can like yeah. go up super early one day again so we have like the entirety of the thursday which would be really cool yeah no. i mean when everything calms down and we're actually allowed to travel we could do it regardless of if there's like a concert uh, absolutely on. <laughs> like obviously the final fantasy thing is something we'd like really love to go to anyway so it's like makes sense to base it around that but if that's yeah. not until like late, late next year, then yeah, maybe we could, if things are safe and stuff, do it another time. Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to, I'll bring some lighter clothes this time because like, where, man, I, I put that coat on because it was like chilly outside. But when we were waiting to go inside, it was a real sweat. Yes, I think. Like, you take that coat off and you're like, oh, I smell. But then so does everybody else yeah. here. So it's not I, too I bad. I think we've but definitely boy. learned that. In the venue, the jacket needs to come off straight away. Immediately, yeah, yeah. yeah or yeah. you just sweat. Not, not it's really warm. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, I mean, let's kick it off with the Final Fantasy VII remake then. Hell yeah! Um, one of the games in my finished section of the list. Yep. Uh. That was a cool game. I don't even know where to begin with that. Like, it's can't spend too much time on it. Yeah, but... I feel, that's why I worried about. <laughs> I feel like I could put it an entire, well, dedicate an entire podcast to it. I had such a good time. The story, I think everything it did was like incredible. The story was um, incredible. I think the ending was like the best thing ever. Won't spoil, of course, but seriously, like play that game. I think it's, I love the characters and oh my God. All, all I want to say is like, Play the original Final Fantasy VII first. Yeah, yeah, you can. Because this, despite this being called Remake, it felt more like a follow-up. Yeah. And there's it, it makes it clear as to why there is no part one on this. 
Obviously. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's um, it's great because now we actually live in a world where you can play them completely separate. They are like different games, but to get the best experience, I'd say play the original first for sure. I I definitely think it's. I I wouldn't say like oh I'm I haven't played Final Fantasy VII. I'll just play this remake. I think like having knowledge and like not nostalgia but like just knowing what happens or what goes on in the original seven is like required to get the best out of this game to get the best yes i agree i fully agree yeah. with that um like otherwise you're playing through it and you have no idea what goes on at the end yeah yeah the ending will just make no feels sense. like like this is a game for final fantasy 7 fans Ooh, and... but then I guess an interesting perspective. What if you did that? You played the remake, and then you played Seven afterwards because you were so curious. It works that way too, I guess. Like either one, it doesn't matter which one you play first, is gonna spoil the other one in some way. Yes. Like the this remake is gonna spoil some like real pivotal moments in. Oh yeah, well the original seven. Yeah. Despite this only being set in Midgar. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I get what you mean, yeah. Um, oh god. It's it's really hard to like talk about this without going like too in depth, but um I, I'm just gonna make it plain and simple. I loved this game so much and I still love this game so much that after like thinking about it more, in terms of like favorite games of like all time. This is, I think, for like, again, this will always change, but, like, this is literally sitting at number three for me now. I loved it that much. It's... Behind Ocarina of Time? Yes. And League of Legends? No, 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 no. Um, Oh. Behind... So, so behind Ocarina of Time and Resi 4. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, because um, I was, like, thinking about it. I'm like, obviously, I adore Crisis Core, because that was, like, at number three for so, so long. But then I, like, realized, like, I love this game, honestly. But, yeah, um, I'm sure we'll talk about it again at some point as we get more information in the future. But we both finished it. I fucking I adore everything that game did. I hope there's a PlayStation 5 patch. There's like the loading yes. times when you're switching between. Like, if you're just playing it start to finish, there's practically no loading. I think it does everything in the background and it just kind of like you go, it flows pretty well from one thing yeah. to another. Um, no, wait, it does have loading screens between chapters, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It yes, does. it does, it does, it does. Yeah, ah, right. Yeah, because that's where you get the trophies. Yeah. Um, I think because clean up of especially that dress one where you have to set things up earlier in right, the game yeah. in order to like sort of cement basically go wait no to use that analogy I'm gonna I would spoil the game yeah um, li- yeah I, I... going going to like chapter three and then doing either no side missions or a specific set of missions you have to cement that going forward and then yeah. you're skipping to the like the chapter you need to get that trophy on and then like you end up with a different thing but like you have to do that nine times total 
and like switching yeah. back between chapters can have a hell of a load screen. Yeah, and, it like, takes it if can next take a gen, while. Like that would be so much easier. Yeah. Um, and hopefully and, like, it'll load textures in a little bit quicker as well. Yeah, it being on Unreal Engine, um, I I still don't know what those doors on the hotel look like properly. It's always been blurred for me. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, that said, this is coming out on PC in April of next year, so it's a year exclusive to PS4. Um, so then we might even see it with a higher frame rate, 8K yeah. textures or whatever. I don't know. Um. Yeah, it was it was real cool. I I wanted it to be over towards the end, or no, the bit before the end. I think um, I know exactly what chap do you mean. So where there was like a ton of boss fights over and over again. Yeah. Uh, before it got to like the motorbike scene and then the sort of. Epilogue. Yeah, I know what you mean. It was it was um, Hojo's lab. That was horrible. I think everybody was, hates yes, that. Yes, it was. It, it it was everyone hated it because it felt like filler. It felt like everything was paced really, really well. But that, that must have been a padding thing, right? Yes, it felt that way, and it didn't need it because, like, this was still like a forty-hour game at that point. Like, oh, sorry, without yeah, despite it being like, despite it being forty minutes in the original game. Yeah, which is bizarre to think about now. Well, no, it's a bit. It's a bit more than yeah. forty minutes. Uh, maybe an hour. No, Midgar's like a couple of hours. Two yeah, hours? It's, a, it's a couple okay. of hours. Four hours instead of forty. Yeah, yeah, that's probably better. But yeah, it's yeah, it it's like to me, it's the most solid like nine out of ten ever. Like it's got issues. Like I okay. feel like every single game in the world has issues. Um. It has like its own like problems. It has things that people can and like dislike and like debate over. But I feel like it can't go lower than a nine because of just how incredible everything was and that music, man! Holy crap! Yeah. So the uh, that soundtrack. soundtrack is on. I, I I've added it to my wish list of stuff to um buy on Apple mu- on i Amazon Music. It's thirty five pound or something like that. It's like seven CDs worth, like Damn. the entire thing. Uh, I got the so vinyl, weird. which uh, came out just before the game. It was seventy-seven pounds, seventy-seven pence. It's two discs, ones for the remake and ones for the original. But obviously, it being a vinyl, you get like four tracks on each side, so it's like not even. <sighs> yeah, it's a real bummer, but it's a kind of cool. It's a really cool thing to have. Yeah, yeah. Um, Although the problem is that uh, so I, I haven't opened it yet. I, I looked at it and was like, oh man, how cool would it be if I got like all the soundtracks to all the parts and not open them? Like Having them all sealed would be really nice. Right. But like, it's not technically being part two. And like whatever comes next, or part one rather, whatever comes next is not going to be called part two. It's going to be something else. Yes. So, because, well, this wasn't called part one, though, so that's yeah, fine. that's what I mean. Like, it's just called Final Fantasy VII Remake, and, like, that's what it's got on the soundtrack. I don't know. Do you think... I'll, I'll open it. I'll open it if I get a good vinyl player. Yeah, yeah. God damn, I'm excited for more. Just patiently waiting for more. 
But yeah, yeah um, that's we'll, the. We'll be waiting a little while. Yeah, I know. I just want to see. The PS5 update would let me play it again. Oh my god! It would make me play it again easily. Yes, I would. Same. same. Man, that ending. I know we can't talk, but god damn it, that ending. Yeah, there's there's plenty of spoiler casts oh. out there for, for yeah stuff, and like it's it's got the Kingdom Hearts level of like theories of like what did I just play? What did I just witness? What did I? What what is happening? Who is that? Um, so it, I feel like Crisis Core is also like a necessity a necessity for this too. Yes, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Find out other plot point. People say like Nomura is crazy like Kingdom Hearts and the 7 remake story and stuff but there's actually someone else who is on both of those games that is like the lead scenario writer so it's actually more on this other dude than Nomura right craziness. I feel like um, he just enhances it yeah yeah that's true um, I just yeah that like for yeah. me personally that ending was just oh man it was special and I can't wait. Really cool. And like, if if you think it is just a remake to Seven, like it's, it goes places that is, that are way more interesting than like. Yeah, yeah. What you I think agree. it could. You know? Yeah, no, I, I um, totally agree. You wanna keep on the Nomura train? I thought you were gonna say, "Do you want to keep on the seven? I was like, "Look, man, we got." <laughs> yeah, let's let's stick on. No, the we gotta go. Yeah, let's do um, it. I've been playing that Kingdom Hearts three DLC. I haven't yet finished it, but it sucks. I'm so sorry. That sucks to hear, man. Yeah, I've heard. It's like yeah, legitimately one of the worst DLCs. It's one of the worst planned out DLCs I've played. Yeah. Um, so it's split into two parts. The first part is like is Remind, where it takes place immediately after the game's story finishes. Uh, but due to story reasons, it retells the ending of that story with uh, additional cutscenes, which do answer some things, or, or they they give larger meaning to the stuff, some stuff you've seen. But it also shows you a lot of the same cutscenes again, like verbatim. Um, like, cause, cause the end of that game is you running around and doing like a bunch of bosses, like with party members. Um, and then whenever you kill one of them, they're like, they're not just ra any bosses. They're like high profile, like handsome or yeah. like this guy and like named people that you know of, right? And whenever you kill one of them, you have this like cutscene of them dying and stuff. Um, and they're exactly the same in this DLC as they were in the game you just finished, possibly. Um, like there are, there isn't any change to them. And then there is an area a little later on in the DLC, which is um expanded upon think like the royal edition of 15 yes okay where they made the the city of insomnia bigger hell yeah 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 basically that where you run around a town which like all you did in the original game is walk forward and you've got a boss fight right even though it looks huge and it's like really pretty and everything it's like a cutscene, and then you're fighting a boss and then it's credits um to put it bluntly 
but this like you're actually exploring that place a bit more and it's actually kind of cool right um and there are other parts which i won't talk about because they are actually really good um but then once you finish that bit there were still like so many questions that haven't been answered uh and then you start this other the second part of the dlc which um i won't i won't say the premise because that's kind of spoilers uh but it's like you're you're on the hunt to find out what happened at the end of the DLC. Right. Um or the end of part one. And uh it's it's where they introduced the Final Fantasy characters back into Kingdom Hearts, which like they were completely missing from three other than Moogles. Like they weren't in it at all. Um and they feel so wasted because all the second part of the DLC is is you in like or saw it in a datascape fighting these 13 bosses which are like souped up one after the other in like a boss rush mode not exactly a rush because it's not one after the other you can save and like quit and whatever between them mm. but it's just like that's the gameplay and that's all I have to do and you have to do it in order for the DLC to progress and I, I can hop out of the data stuff and, like, talk to Aerith or Squall, but they're just, like, one or two lines of dialogue, and then it's like, no, well, back to me fighting these stupid bosses again. Right. And it's, like, not what I want out of a Kingdom Hearts DLC. No? Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, it's essentially a boss rush and probably the worst type of game mode ever. I'm playing it on beginner, and I'm using the cheats in order to fight these things, which means I'm not getting the trophies for, like, killing one boss or killing 13 bosses. Right. Um, like, I'm not getting those trophies, but I don't care because, like, they're insane. I know people complained about the main sto- main game of Kingdom Hearts 3 being way too easy, and, like, the, the hardest boss in that is nothing, which I liked because it's, like, nice wailing on a dude and then beating him. But, like, they're making this not optional is insane. It's like you're playing something on the hardest difficulty, but you have to do it in order to, like, actually get story out of it, which is what you want. It's just... That's, yeah. How many have you done? Uh, about halfway through or so. I've done, like, six. Okay, you're you're getting there. Six then. or seven. Right, I found out that if you press square on the loading screen, you load the main game. So it's like wherever you saved before you finished the game. Uh, and then I ran around and leveled up to 99 because I was like level 50 when I started the DLC. And when you quit out, if you press X, it loads the, your like DLC progress. I'm back in that room now, but at level 99. So if okay. I need items or something, I can go out and grind those, uh, which is kind of awesome. So yeah. it should be a little bit easier now then. Yeah, well, hopefully. I, I beat one boss and... Uh, it wasn't that bad. Okay. It's just boring. Like, I get that the combat in it is awesome, but it's, like, boring to the point where you're getting... Bosses do that thing where, like, your attacks just go through them and you have to wait for them to stop doing right. this super alt thing. So you have to dodge all these fireballs before you can hit him again. Uh, but then he's doing this dumb thing where you get staggered over and over and over. It's, like, not fun. Right, yeah. And I'm on the easiest difficulty, which is fine, so my, I'm not getting hurt that much, and I've got the cheat on, which makes my health regenerate over time. 
It's like every second it goes up by a pip. But like, otherwise I'd be healing like a ton, and it's just like not fun. I just fly around in a circle and heal up right, automatically. Yeah. But it's just like so dull. But I have to finish it. At least when I finish it, I've got the theater and I got all the cutscenes that I can watch back. Yeah, true, true. I don't have to actually play it again. Yeah, yeah. Once it, once you've done it, like you've if you've done like half of it, like may as well f- try and follow through until you see like that one boss is probably like busted. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna try and beat the optional boss. Like I've I've heard he's kind of insane. Um, but. I don't know. We'll see. As long as I get all the cutscenes, that's fine. I'll just watch mm. them on YouTube. Uh, it's like it. What I find with like bosses, I love challenging bosses. Um, like I actually really, really respect a game that has like a boss that's like super tough, even if it takes ages, and then you finally beat it. It's like yes, but it needs to be fun. You have like you can be frustrated. Frustration's good, but not frustrated to the point where you're not having fun anymore because then that just means it's badly designed and it's just not like they've just not gone about it the right way yeah like there is literally nothing to do between these boss fights like there is a bunch of doors in front of you and you go through them one by one or in any order you want and then once you come out of it you go into the next one and you're in an arena fighting the next boss it's just so incredibly dull um, but I need to do it because I need to know what happens, which I hear is yep. apparently very good. So, uh, yeah, it's it. if this was, I mean, this is basically uh, the final mix version, right? If this yeah, was an option yeah. on the main menu of like Boss Rush that was added into a final mix thing, I would like completely yeah. leave it alone and like it would make total sense it being like a main thing that you need to do in a game it's frustrating in order for and, like it, and it is story anything yeah. that adds boss rush kind of sucks it just feels bad yeah. I, I've I don't, never I don't like boss, boss rush stuff shows. I don't like time attack things or score attack things or anything like that yeah same I just want like the main game I guess Shadow of the Colossus is kind of a boss rush you can do stuff in between it yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a boss rush mode in that which does take you from Colossal to Colossi. But at least fighting those is way more interesting than just smashing X on a guy and hoping you mm. don't die. Um, yeah, there's that. I also did the Final Fantasy 15 DLC. They were fine. Did you fin... Oh, yeah, yeah, you did all the... I didn't do the episode Arden. Um, you haven't finished the game again, no, have you? Yet. Yeah. Oh, so you did all the um, Insomnia stuff? Yeah. Oh, oh the, the Royal Edition content was actually really cool. I did all the side missions and stuff there. Roaming around the expanded map was kind of awesome. Doing those extra fights at the end was kind of cool. Did you speak to the character in... What, what was the multiplayer DLC? The comrades. Comrades, yeah. If you made a character... Yeah, the, there was a bunch of those... Oh, was was that one of your characters as well? Did they bring that if, in? If you if you made a character in Comrades, there was one side quest where you got to talk to the, uh, that character. Oh right, 
Did you have to pick up batteries for him or something? Like, you went and met them out in the field? I think so, yeah. I think that was the... Oh, okay. Oh, that must have been the character I made then. I don't know. It's been, like, four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like... Three, three years. I, like, found out about it, downloaded Comrades, made a character, and then didn't play it again. And just... Oh, no, I did try a Comrades at one point. But, yeah, um, that was really cool. So, what I want to talk to you about, you know, the last, say, just before... Uh, the Arden fight, the like last yeah. half hour, right? Where yeah. like you're, you've got like multiple, but it's kind of like a boss rush again, but not really. But there were like three yeah. bosses in a row. Those, those were cool. They were so cool because they let you play as like Prompto and Gladius and Ignis. Yeah, like there were was... three of them, and you like you finished each one of them as the as one of the other boys. Dude, how cool! Because cool I like never changed into them yeah. in combat because the fights never lasted that long and the cutscene yeah, that, was, that was cool. like followed was amazing as well like it was really really cool i really enjoyed i liked the cerberus fight as well that was yeah, pretty cool yeah yeah that was great um that was one they added in i tried to defeat the omega weapon you need to be like ridiculous level nah. and i think you need <laughs> I know they raised the level cap to 150. Yeah. I was like 97 and I was doing zero damage. Yeah, you need like specific gear items and to be like max level and yeah, it's that sort of thing. Yeah. I was like, uh, no, never mind then. I yeah. just ran off. Um, I did the like buster based stuff around around the city. That was cool. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, the, the the DLCs were neat. Um, Gladio's still sucks. Prompto's was fine. It like, Tried to be Metal Gear, but that engine didn't really lend itself well to yeah. it. The shooting felt kind of whatever. The stealth was there. Eh. Um, I just like being on a snowmobile. Ignis, Ignis could be Batman, and that was awesome. See, it, so th this is what's so interesting to me, because like I liked Gladios. I didn't think it was like great or anything, but I, I liked it. I had an okay yeah. time with it. Promptos, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I don't know why either. Um, I loved the snowmobile. Because uh, I don't know, it was it. It was probably that. I I like the environment as well. That snowy kind of like forest and stuff. Thought that was really cool and like yeah. how it worked. That being like really open and you could travel. Ignis was actually my least favorite. Like playing it, I but I think story wise, Ignis was like by far the best because Ignis had. How can I explain this? It, it, Ignis had. Um, a really interesting like gameplay, like uh, Sam kind of mentioned, um, it was like Batman uh, in terms of like you have like a ton of gear and stuff. He's like super secret agent, like, um, and it also had like different districts that you had to clear because it was set in um, Altitia. Um, so there was like tons of stuff you had to do, and um, yeah, that it was like oh, it, it went bad to play. I still enjoyed it, like it was still fun. But um, it, yeah, it weren't my favorite one. But story-wise, yeah, I Ignis was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. I um, so you know when you finish Ignis's DLC, you can like go back and basically choose an alternate yep. ending. I I take that as canon now because it's like a much better ending than the actual main game had. I don't remember. 
the alternate ending. Especially where everyone lives happily ever after and not like a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, because they win basically earlier. It's so right? weird. Yeah. It is. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I, if Ignis decided to sacrifice himself, you skip out the second half of the game and everybody, like, lives. <laughs> uh, wait. What? That's basically it. Yeah. Well, everyone who hasn't yeah. already died. It's weird, but like it is weird. There, it, it there was never really the ten-year gap. There was like I mean, just, the boys just show up in Niflheim, like next yeah. to the crystal and stuff, and Ardin dies, and I don't know. Yeah, there's like no eternal night, nothing. Really well, weird. yeah, because Alan's dead, so threat done, so, like, yeah. you win. And, like, Noctis gets the throne, and he's, like, with his boys, and everyone's, like, happy and whatever, and I'm like, yo, that's, that's a much better ending. Nice. So, whatever. When I played the ending, I was like, yeah, this is a what-if. Yeah, it is a what-if. <laughs> did, did, did you see the cutscene as well? I think it was an alternate cutscene. Which one? On on the main game or the um, uh, are you talking about the DLC or? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Ignis's. I'm sure there was a cutscene that it was only like a really short one, but it was just Ignis and Noctis talking. Oh, in the room. I think it was uh, the camp, but it was daytime. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember I what they said, sure but yeah, there just... wasn't an extra cutscene there. It was, it was when they were like, because when they first met, they were like talking to each other and they shook hands or whatever, and they basically repeated that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. dialogue and shook they hands. They were just like really, really good friends. Yeah. It was neat. Yeah. The, the the other DLC, I mean, I'll stick on that, is, uh, is the Pokemon stuff. Uh, I'm slowly making my way through that Pokemon Shield yeah. DLC. Um. It got to the point where I got off the island, um, or I got off the out of the train station. It's not a train; it's a Corviknight right. base. Um, I meant I was meant to walk up to this gym and have a cutscene, but I've wandered off and explored the rest of the island because it's uh, an open yeah. world. And that's there what I do. Um, that sounds about right. But there are 150 diglets spotted around, and you can only there are lowland ones, so you can only see like a little bit of hair poking out from the ground right and like i've just been obsessed with discovering all of those and it says how much you have left over in an area to find oh okay and, like i've had like watching stuff um or listening to podcasts whilst wandering around and looking for these guys and it's been so fun god damn it <laughs> but the whole island the whole area that they added in is a wild area so it's like full rotation of the camera yeah and, like, whilst that might not sound like much, in a Pokemon game, it's... It changes, like, just how it feels. When I got to the wild area, it's not that big in the main game, but this, like, just walking from, like, a forest to a beach and, like, to this mountain range, was having that control and it, like, not taking it from you and having the yeah. like, static camera like it does when you go into a, a village uh, on the mainland. It's just like 
it's what that game should have been like from yeah, the beginning. Yeah, um, And I hope that they've said that, like, these DLCs will hopefully give you an idea of what, like, the next generation of Pokemon will be like. So I'm kind of really looking forward to, like, what comes next. Hopefully they have a bigger leap. Yeah, I hope done, so too. You know, in the past. But, like, because of that and, like, my addiction to try and fill out my Pokedex and have every Pokemon, um, this might be my favourite Pokemon game. Like, Y was for a long time. Yeah. I really like Pokemon Y. And before that was probably, like, Silver. Um... But yeah, this I, I think this is probably my favorite. Nice one now, and I, I hope you get back into it because like I haven't got sword, and so there's still a bunch that I'm probably missing. Mm. Um, and I, I can't rely on the uh, that surprise trade thing for everything. Yeah, um, that's true. But it'll be nice like going back and forth with you to see what ones we need, and yeah, I've still yeah. got a bunch of Pokemon ready for you, like. Galarian, Ponyta, and I got all yes, the starters yeah. for you. Well, Rowlet and God, that means so many. Bulbasaur and everything. Yeah, so um, yeah, the game's cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to actually checking out the proper story. Apparently, the story is only like three hours long. So right, I'll do that and then wait until um, next the next one. Fall. I think yeah, I, I think it was fall. Which is like some snowy area, so mm. looking forward to that. Love snow. Uh, anything no, you want to go on to? Uh, I guess because the day we went to go see Nia was the day I finished God of War. Okay, yeah. Um, but like I, I had played a majority of that game and like talked about it. Oh guess, yeah, I guess I haven't. But I, either way, I I've, I've talked about it like one way or another. Um, but yeah, I finished God of War. That game is like one of the like really, 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 really great games of all time. It was super fucking cool. I enjoyed every second of it. I can't wait for the sequel. Yeah, because I, I stayed over yours on the Saturday night when I yes, and then uh, we watched Fast and Furious Seven. Yeah, and um, well, th- th- that was afterwards, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. You played some um, some God of War, and you were at that boss fight, and I was like, yo, I, I think this is like the end of the game. I was like, wait. And you were like, is, is it? it? And you do that, and then you have like the ending bit. And we were like, huh. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I was God just like, War. oh, yeah, I guess I finished it, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and then the only other thing I've been playing, um, obviously, like League uh, Valorant came out. Um, I oh, played yeah. that. Um, I suck. Uh, first-person shooters on PC are like a different animal compared to console when you're not used to it. So aiming is really hard, but it's a really, really fun game. Uh, Rare Games isn't. Have like you it. still got it installed on your PC? Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you got that thing that stops the um, uh, Vanguard thing from booting at launch or eating up a lot of your CPU or whatever? Uh, I got right at Vanguard. Um, I don't think it's Which... that. I think it's it's the thing that Valorant installs. Um, it takes up some processes or something. Is it? It like, might be fine. Yeah, the entire time your machine's on. You can, like, deactivate it. Mm. And then whenever you boot up Valorant again, it, like, reactivates it. 
Um, that might be Vanguard. It's something along those lines. Mm. I remember it, someone said it was like a big resource hog, and it was like always on from boot, and like that didn't sound good. I think that's the anti-cheat system they've got in that place. Might be it. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, that's been like really, really fun to play. The game is like really great. And then the last thing I've been playing, I guess, is like super recent, which has been uh, kind of started streaming again on my uh, channel and uh, been playing some Dark Souls. Uh, one. Yes, remastered. So the first one. Um, I played like six to eight hours. I can't remember how long I've gone because it's been two sessions so far. Okay. And on what platform? Uh, PS4. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I've been having a lot, of, so much fun getting back into it. Um, that game is really, really hard, but so rewarding. I've had so much fun with it. Like, I adore that game. And I, like, I recently beat one of, like, what's kind of known for being one of the hardest bosses in the game. And that, like, satisfaction after beating it felt incredible. Like, man, it was incredible. Oh, nice. So, yeah, really enjoying that, and I can't wait to uh, get further. Cool. Um, I played a demo of Spiritfarer. Do you recall what game that is? Uh, you're sort of on a boat. Um, super cool-looking... Like a real nice hand-drawn art style to it. Um, oh, I remember this. Building a village on a boat. Yes. And uh, as the name implies, you are faring spirits from, I guess, one side to another. Um, and like you, you basically get this community of animals and types of um, beings on on your boat build them a house, you make them happy, you talk to them and give them food and hugs and stuff, and uh, eventually if they want to leave the boat, then they're like, they basically accepting death, kind of thing. That's um, deep. But like, the, in the demo, it's like, it's really short. You start on a place, you build someone's home, um, and then they ask yeah. you to go to a town. Um, you go into this, like, map room, you, you plot a course, uh, and the it basically sets it, and you can see a map in the background, and you your boat like yeah. slowly moves towards where you set like a destination is. It's like it looks like the Final Fantasy fifteen car thing, but you have the right. the thing at the top where it shows like how long it'll take you to get to your destination, um, and then you you're free to roam around the boat until yeah. you're done. Um, and then in the demo, you I pass through like a, a rainstorm. And whenever thunder was like hitting the deck, you went and stand there and you kind of like absorbed it to get some power or something. Mm. Um, so it's like sort of mini games based on if you're going through uh, hazardous weather. Um, but it's like super pretty and really it sounds great. Uh, I want to see how it like evolves gameplay wise. There was like a huge cooking aspect to it. There was like a, a, a cooking place you could like mix materials in, mm. make dishes, um, some farming bits. Where like you had seeds to plant and then you had to water them. But you, you've got this weird like water 
or this weird uh, magic ball which transforms into like a fishing rod if you want to go fishing or a water encounter right. if you want to do that. Um, fishing is easy; you just press a button. That's nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's really cool, and it was like a one of those timed demos, which kind of sucks. Uh, the game's supposed to be out this year, some point. Uh, some point. Um, like go go to the Steam page and check out some screenshots or a trailer for that. That. Uh, yeah, it looks really cool. It's one of the one-to-watch ones that I uh, am keeping an eye on. It looks really cool. Um, real quick, I'll go through the list of stuff I finished and let me know if you want to if you want me to talk about any of them. You ready? Mm. Sure. Uh, Control, Death Stranding, Link's yes. Awakening, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Saints with the Third Remastered, or Assassin's Creed Odyssey on PS4 yet again. I feel like the two I like want to briefly hear about is definitely Death Stranding and Link's Awakening, because I feel like Control I want to talk about, but I also I want to just play it myself. I've got that, that on disc, sense. so I can give that to you. That's also oh, getting PS5 really? upgrade. They said okay. uh, it's getting PS5, PS5 and Series X updates to that. Um, That's cool. Which would be kind of cool. The loading on it isn't too bad, but I feel like the enhanced like frame rate would be quite nice in that. Okay, that's probably cool. cool, but I'm waiting for the DLC, the Alan Alan Wake. Oh DLC yeah, is, is what I really want for that. Forgot about that. Oh, yeah, that's um, so cool. Um, Link, Link's Awakening is like one to one that game, but made pretty. It's right. definitely a game that was made in. What year did that come out? I want to say late '90s, early 2000s, hmm. early yeah, 2000s yeah, yeah. probably. Game Boy Color. Um, in the, it's not always clear what you need to do, and getting stuck is extremely easy. And then you're wandering around, and you have no idea, right? Yeah, like what you're doing. And that happened a couple of times. Thank God, I had access to guides. Right. Um, but like, it looks really good. Mm. It sounds really nice. Um, it got a little framey even after the updates that supposedly fixed the frame rates. Yeah. Um, but it's just like super cutesy and yeah, it's it's a nice change and it's really nice that they can still pull off something like this that is more traditional Zelda than like Breath of the Wild, which was like the Zelda that came before yeah, this, you know. That's true. Um. So and I guess I mean it's the next, just the next remake mm. or remaster that they do, you know. Yeah. Uh. Um, I think I think I got this digital, so you can't have it, Soz. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so in terms of Death Stranding, the question I just wanted to ask is like, I that game in general is just something like I I own it. I'm gonna play it. That's fine. But how, like, how was it? Like, because I don't know. It kind of came out. And then people were, like, hyped about it, but also people were like, this is literally Amazon delivery. Few people complained about it being boring and stuff. But people also then were like, wait, no, no, get into this because the story, like, ramps up and this is actually incredible. Like, how was it when you finished it? All of the story is in, like, the last two hours of that game. Oh, no. Okay. But that's because the first, like, 40 or whatever is you 
building roads. Um, which I had a hell of a time doing. Okay. Like that's good to hear. People said that like if they liked Euro Truck Simulator or one of those games, they got they got into this quite easily. Okay. Um, because it is just like you go into a place, you selecting missions, uh, getting your cargo, and then traveling to a place and dropping it off. And like, yeah, it is that really. Mm. Um, but like. It was really cool to have a podcast on and just like, especially when you've got roads, when you build a road from one side to the other and like, you're like, oh, I've got all of this stuff and I need to take it to this place, which is like connected to where I am now by a road. Yeah. You just drive there and chill out and, you know, it's such a weird thing coming off of Metal Gear Solid 5. Right. You know, for Kojima. Like, it all depends on your expectations if you're expecting him to do something else like that. Um, like, and everything he showed pre-release was like, hey, this looks like another Kojima game, but, like, way more wacky. Yeah, yeah, The problem yeah. is it's, like, technically nothing like those games. Yeah. Only in story. Um, and, like, the story, once... When... The point of like what is going on is explained to you. It's like twenty minutes before the end. And it's right. Like they should have they should have said that way long before to like make it. I say make sense. Make sense in the context of the world. Right. I guess. Yeah. Um. It's still pretty dumb. Uh. But I mean, it it doesn't get worse than Mario. And Princess Peach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but it's like the act of playing the game is actually really good. That's good it's to hear. It's solid in like it feels really well. It re- feels really good. Mm. Um, it feels satisfying when you deliver something that is like a hundred percent, like um, health, I guess. Right. Yeah. Item. Yeah. Um. And leveling up each, leveling up your affinity with each area, um, or each drop-off point, to get like five stars, which gives you a little star which he has to his trousers. Right. Uh, felt pretty good too. Um, but if you keep doing missions for the same ones that you've already got five stars at, like you're only getting likes, which are. Not XP, but like it's basically rep. It doesn't yeah. mean anything really. Um, but if you do it for ones that you've only got like two stars in, and you get three stars, you might unlock a new ability or a new right, like yeah. item, like better grenades or like. There is one thing that I missed, which was in the first like open world area, um, which is a a time fall uh, cover for your the stuff on your back. Which means okay. it, when it rains, it like in it increases uh, the time in which or things decay because it like speeds up time. Right. Um, so it, it, like the packages get wet and they start rusting, and you're you've got like a time limit until you go and deliver them, or yeah. the cargo inside gets destroyed. Uh, but there's a like a, a coat that like goes over it, and then like it 
completely negates that and like i completely missed that throughout the entire game because i didn't level up one of the places in the first area right. to like three or four stars um and i knew about it i just never went bothered going back to it uh but like there are systems upon systems in place throughout the whole game um which can be real overwhelming but it's it's one of those games that where, like, I wanted to finish it. I only played that and didn't bounce between multiple games. Right, yeah. Like, if you do want to play it, you should just, like, stick with it. Yes, play it think, and stay least, with it. Or at least play that and then something else that isn't mechanic-heavy. That's, like, really simple. Mm. Um, So you don't, like, forget what the buttons are or forget what you're doing or forget how things work. Um, And eventually I got, like, a melee attack for the BTs, the ghosts. Uh, which means I can like creep up to them and then press square, and it's like an, a one-hit kill on them. Right. Which was nice. Uh, it's like thinking about like what score it would get. Real weird. Like I want to say six, but it feels like it should be more than that. I feel like that's real sums weird. About... Yeah. 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 But I mean, uh, six doesn't mean bad by any no. means. But yeah, it's it was something. Like when I finished it, I didn't want to go back to it or anything. Like I quit out and uninstalled it and was like, I am done. Mm. But I am like super glad that I have experienced Kojima's latest. Yeah, thing. I think. Yeah, I think that's the main thing I've heard about it. I think most people who have played it and finished it have really enjoyed it. I think they just wish it weren't like a 30, 40 hour thing. It was way too long. Like, what yeah. is, even if you rush through the story, I feel like it might be quite tough. Makes sense. Some of the re reveals at the end are real stupid. That sounds like a Kojima but... game. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I guess they're stupid in a good way, but they don't come as often as you would like. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, the stupidest cutscenes in Metal Gear are like they come so often, you know. Like, yeah, if you're no, yeah. with this, they're like so spread out, or they're all dumped at the end. Right. Like you probably just had to wrap the game up, I guess. Um. There's so much stuff in between, which is fine because it's gameplay and it's like fun gameplay to some yeah. extent. Depends on how you play. Um, so like you kind of lose focus over like what the story is, what's going yeah. on. Like Norman Reedus, Sam as a character, he like doesn't give a shit about anything, but he's like when you're playing as him, you're just really invested in like delivering this shit. Right. Yeah. That's a bit odd. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I own it, so I'm going to play it and stuff. Yeah, so. I don't know. I doubt there'll be a PS5 upgrade. but um, And that there isn't that many loading screens in it. So yeah, I guess so having a faster fine. load wouldn't be too bad. Uh, but it like in terms of its performance, it like feels and runs great. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, you can see my very first impressions of the game on our YouTube. I did stream the first couple of hours of that, getting very confused as to what's going on. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, there, is, there is one choice that it gives you in the game 
uh, a choice whether to like pull a trigger and not. Right. And that is uh, there's a secret third option which you have to do. So. Okay. Cool. It's cool. Yes. Honestly, I don't even know what I would say about Modern Warfare. People really like that campaign. I thought it was fine. I think that sounds about right. Like, from it what like I see, nothing for me. Yeah. Well, from what I seen, it it looks good. It looked good. That's it. The, the levels just weren't memorable at all. Yeah. The, the the main thing I remember about it is the end where he's basically setting up the team for Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Right, yeah. Makes sense. This, like, woman gives him the uh, opportunity to make his own strike force to, um... Price. Yeah. And he's, like, giving him... Gives him a bunch of folders and it's, like, all the characters from 4. Right. Like, and you're like, oh, what kind of name is Soap anyway? And you're like, yeah! Soap! Yeah, that's cool. Other than that, the story was like whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't play multiplayer. That's fair. I played like two hundred more hours of Assassin's Creed Odyssey again. I'll do yep. it again in a heartbeat. I was um watching. I was watching Brad from Easy Allies play Ocarina of Time. Um, oh, right, as yeah. I background podcasty type stuff i was working on some stuff the other day and he was talking about um odyssey himself or maybe he was off about origins i can't remember it was one of the two um but he was saying how much he like absolutely like adores those games but he's like the problem for him is when he's played one he needs like a grace period because it's it's just like there's a lot. It's really long when you want to do everything. And it's like, when he's done it, he's like, I, I need I need time before I even think about Assassin's Creed again. And I was curious, like, how how does that feel like for you? Because I know you mentioned you're doing a harpy, but would you actually like just pick it up and do that right now? Or do you think you'd want time? I bought it on the Epic Store so I could play it on PC um, mm. with all the content. I would if I wasn't like playing through other stuff. Um, okay. Like there, there are games that I want to finish and get out of the way so I can like solely focus on like say Cyberpunk. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But like when I think when did I? Like I played Origins when it came out, and then left it for a bit, and then like I bought Odyssey and I replayed through Origins again. Right. And then went on to Odyssey straight afterwards. And then, like, did all of that stuff. Um, really liked it. And then, like, basically, I'd, I'd spent, like, 100 and, was it 193 hours Something in, like in that. Um, it was, like, not that far off, 200. And, um, like, everything I played after, that, that was February time, March time this year. And, like... No matter what I played, I all I wanted to do was play Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like I just missed it. Right. It's like all I could think about. So I bought it on PS4 and played th- played it again, and that has like easily become one of my favorite games of all time. Um, okay, that's cool. 
I think it over Origins because like Cassandra's awesome, but like it's um the dialogue options and it being way more Witcher than Origins had. Right. It allows uh, you to kind of get missed a little bit more. Yeah. I, I did some choices differently in my PS4 playthrough than my Xbox mm. one. Uh but the downside to that is that stuff still happened the same way. Like a line of dialogue might have been different. Right. But it kind of filtered into the same Yeah. Like I tried to prevent yeah. a character from dying this time because I know it happened, but it didn't matter what I did, like they still died. So it was like written into the story that way and that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. And also thinking of it being like in the animus, I guess it always happened that way. Yeah, it, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, and like the the, the DLC expansion packs for Odyssey, uh, like all of them, are like the best DLCs I've played outside of say like Burnout Paradise, I guess. Like That's good to 2, hear. Maybe like in terms of you want to talk about good DLCs, like going to Atlantis in Odyssey is incredible. Mm. Um, like nothing's come close to that yet. Yeah, nice. I, I, the only reason the only reason I don't want to play it is because we're kind of close. We're like three or four months out from the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that would actually um, burn you out. Yeah. Well, I, I'll probably I'll be alright. It's just like I want to try and I got Horizon to do, you know. Yeah. Um, I gotta start that again and then play that before before Valhalla comes out. I said I did start Skylanders again. Yeah, you did. Um, I don't know. Well, you might be able to see it. Oh, no, I've got too many cables on this laptop. Um, I got my Skylanders all over my floor. Uh, yeah, I've been playing Swap Force. I got a couple of trophies left on it, but also that's my favorite one. Which is technically Skylanders three of six. Damn. Uh, yeah, I I've barely played five. No, I haven't played five. I've barely Trap Team is four. I haven't played that. Uh, Chargers is the one I bought and have played a little bit of. And then uh, Imaginators, which is the one that is basically Diablo, which is like completely different right. from what these what the other ones are. Um, I haven't played, but. Um, Looking at looking at them all and registering them when I was playing, playing Swap Force into like my collection and seeing it not full kind of made me want to like they're going to be like really cheap, you know. So well, like, it, it depends. You, you, it's. I feel like stuff like that is like people want to get it out of their it, house, you know. It just depends how rare they are. I feel like Skylander stuff. You could probably get like that's like car boot sale level of stuff. Like, you could probably go to a car boot sale and pick up, like, 50 Skylanders for, like, a fiver from someone. Because they just want those not, not right now. toys in commerce. Yeah, not right now. But, yeah. Toys to life. I feel like yep. if I go on eBay or Amazon or something, I could find them. Yeah, they for, like, could, or something. You, you could probably, like, get a full collection of them, I'd say. Probably do I might do that, because I really, like, they are... They're legitimately good games. Also, I, I really want the soundtracks to all of them on CD. Like the soundtracks are some of the best 
Do you know how many skylines you're joking. missing? Um, that's the thing. They put out like 30 old whatever new ones on each game. You know, I got a pretty decent collection, but I'm still right. missing a ton from even the Swap Force catalog, in-game catalog. So there are a lot. That's... Um, Man, when Toys to Life... I've got thing. all of these... Yeah, go on. I was just going to say, when Toys to Life are a thing, it's just... You want to collect them all, but then you realize, wait, to collect them all and have a full collection, this is like money sink. But also, if it's like Skylanders, you like you probably can get them kind of cheap now. I'd yeah, say. I can't see them being too much. Yeah, um, so you might be okay. I, I've got, I've got all of the actual Swap Force characters, all sixteen of them. Like the ones oh, that's that like, cool. come apart at the top and bottom. I could make every single combination, which there is over 200 of. Hmm. Uh, which meant I sat there on the floor, changing them over, and then putting them back on the portal, and then taking it off, and then switching it over, and putting it back, just to register every single one oh, of them. wow. Even though it does nothing. Thank God for Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I mean... I gravity, gravity falls on in the background yeah. while I was doing that, so that was cool. <laughs> God damn it. Is there anything left for you? I got one more thing. Um, not really that I can think of. There may have been like one or two things, but I got oh, two oh, more things. But I've... like, yeah, I've got one. Oh, go on. Um, so, uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee now has much, much better internet. Um, uh, much better internet. And whilst this was fan made, um. It now is at the point where Smash Melee has better online than any Nintendo game I have ever played. So that says quite a lot about Nintendo and their online. And each day I play a match of Melee where there's like no lag and it feels really fun to play. I'm starting to get more and more annoyed at because I feel like online is something that they could fix. They like the amount of like budget and the amount of like money they make through people paying for online. I feel like it should be a priority, but it just doesn't seem to be, and it's really frustrating. But yeah, that's why I've been playing as well. Melee. You think melee, like the one that you're playing, should be at Evo? Think it's stable enough for that? Oh, oh, god, yeah. Um, so it's stable enough for it, but I think it can't be a evil at the minute because no. I think it just came out slightly too late because they announced those games like uh-huh. way back. Like, oh, so this online thing is recent. So you could play online of her uh, for melee for years. It was just using net play, um, but it was like. Okay, it was it was probably still better than Bloody Ultimate online, but it was only like okay. Now, um, basically, just fans of uh, Smash and uh, Melee and stuff have been working on it, and now it has rollback netcode, and it's right. just like it's so good, it's really good, and like you can play with with people across Europe, even further, and the, there's like minimal to like no lag. It just plays so well. So yeah, it's uh, it's really really good. But that was only announced like a week ago. So yeah, it's a bit too late for Evil. But yeah, this should be at Evil. 
but it might also be a bit dodge because like to, it, it's through like playing it online through other memes and memes means and like nintendo like might be a bit iffy about that if it was like publicized in that way oh yeah that's true i mean this the nintendo online is definitely why smash isn't there right oh 100 if ultimate had good online it would have been like probably the biggest game this year maybe but it, it's a shame but it's not because and they, they can't because like you would literally see in like grand finals probably someone like disconnecting not maybe not disconnecting, but they're being like lag, and it would be a huge embarrassment to both like Evo as a tournament and Nintendo themselves. Like the online is just that bad; there wouldn't be competitive integrity to it. It's it. I agree with you. It, it's just it's a shame, and I hope Evo being like, yeah, we can't have Smash, is like, I hope that shows Nintendo, yo, fix your damn online. It'd be nice, but we'll see. But we'll see. Um, what was your last thing? Yeah. Uh, so, well, real quick, um, I've been quote-unquote playing this uh, new Kingdom Hearts game that came out on mobile. Oh, yeah. Dark okay. Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's an auto button in the corner, oh. which, like, and you basically can't die if you're, like, a decent level. So I've left this running pretty much all day, and I'm up to um, quite blurry on there. Five thousand two hundred kills on on this, right? Um, on this run at the moment, uh, it follows like story of like young Xehanort and young Ericus, which is okay. like characters you see in three, and like right. hopefully it will clear up some plot points of like this city that they you see them in. Mm. Uh, there is like a very glaring plot hole that is um that shows up during this final boss fight that is just like not answered and it is really doing my head in and no one is talking about it uh and it's just not explained what happens but i'm hoping it is in this one um so like chapter one is out now it's like 20 missions you do that and it says to be continued in chapter two and it's like just gotta wait until two comes out Hmm. It'll just be like another download. Uh, well, I mean, really randomly, I just, just thought I'd uh, mention because I've literally just checked my phone and it's come up. Um, I've <laughs> got another interview on Thursday. That's kind of cool, I guess. Oh, sweet. I got through All to time? the second round. I have no idea. Um, Wait, I'll read it. Round, the same, same people? Yes. Same. The same. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, so it's it uses the same client as uh, the Union Cross stuff. Right. You see, on the main menu, you've got like two options: start Dark Road or mm. start Union Cross. Just so like you don't need a separate thing. Um, so I've been jumping back into that, and uh, I've done sixty-nine missions so far. And uh, guess what percentage of the story I am through it? I feel Dimensions. like you're gonna say a low amount, so seven percent, three percent. There are almost oh. one thousand missions in that game. Um, 
And, uh, and that's just the like pre-Keyblade War storyline. Right. There's like a post one after that, which I have 0% on. Um, but I want to try and get up to date because they announced that it's finishing. Right. Uh, then they're not doing any more missions for it, which I guess they'll focus on the new one. Um, and then I can select missions that have cutscenes in it. And then when we get to that point in the story, we can easily like go through them. Hopefully. Okay, that's cool. That's good to hear. Um, yeah, they they did announce a new Kingdom Hearts game as well, uh, which is like a rhythm game, which is coming out on Switch, mm. PS4, and Xbox One, which uh, is integral to the story. So gotta play that dumb rhythm game now to get the whole story because that's Kingdom Hearts. That's what it is. Well, yeah. <laughs> And uh, and finally, Xenoblade uh, Definitive Edition came out at the end of May. Uh, Kieran's finished it, including the bonus epilogue chapter. Um, I'm almost 90 hours in now, mm. way further than I ever was in like, the Wii version. Um, nice. Just something about this game that has made it feel better to play. I, I always got to a point in the Wii version where I just sort of gave up, despite it being like really good good fun um i don't know whether it's like the it looks better like the upgrade updated graphics or something but um or maybe it's because there's like they've made it easier like guys so not mm. feeling as much um challenge i don't know uh but it's i get it now like all the praise that like say sean gave it um, mm. it being in his top 10 games of all time like i get it now and uh, yeah, it's it's been real good, and I'm coming close to the end. That sounds really good. Nice. Yeah, and it it will make it makes me wanna. I'm looking forward to playing Xenoblade Chronicles two afterwards. Um, like X is another one that I put a lot of time into and gave up on, uh, or just sort of stopped playing and played something else. So hopefully mm. I'll uh, jump back into that. The bonus epilogue that they added into this definitive edition, like, I think it might tie it into two in some way. Okay. Um, super interesting. Nice. Yeah, that's it. Short one this week? Yeah, uh, only a couple of minutes. That's fine. No idea how long this was. I'm sorry. Thank you if you did stick around. For this though, uh, we will be back in two weeks on the Monday, the thirteenth of July, yep. which uh, is it happens to be the day after Ubisoft Forward. Oh, good time! We'll be talking about all the announcements and stuff then. Um, so you want to put that live stream on my birthday, which is nice. Um, nice. That's actually yeah, we'll be pretty looking forward to that. Yeah, same. I'm looking Ubisoft forward to that. Uh, I didn't enjoy that. Me neither. Didn't enjoy that. But nope. No. Um, where can people find us? Uh, you can find uh us on Twitter, which is at Worlds Uncharted. Um, I think that's our handle, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, as for uh individually. Uh, you can find myself on Twitter at at XDR and at twitch.tv slash Zandia. I thought you were going to do the whole thing. 
I was going to let you do you. Okay. You okay. Well, yeah. You can see if you're watching the video, you can see it. Right. I know yeah. it hasn't changed, but it's on screen. Yeah. And uh, we will be streaming uh, whatever press conferences slash digital events come up. Um, continuing with the Ubisoft Forward one on the, on the 12th of July. Um, I don't think we're going to watch anything else in the meantime, are we? No, we'll probably play, play some stuff. Yeah, so we want to try and get back streaming up and, up and running again. And um, I think... Jumping back into Final Fantasy is a really good fun one. Yeah, um, I agree. And and also like a nice chill, easy one to do over the over the internet. Yeah, over the internet. To. So uh, we'll work on getting that set up, and then keep an eye on the Twitter for when uh, when that'll be happening. Yep, we will let you know and keep you updated. And then probably next month we'll announce something else as well. So stay yeah, tuned we'll for that. we'll see how things go. Yep. Yeah. As long as COVID plays oh, nice. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. All right. So we'll uh, we'll see you again in a couple of weeks, and uh, peace out. Yep, see you then.